so Sarah actually reminded me that uh, this week is something of a milestone episode, I guess. It's not really, because we technically had multiple episodes that we didn't record, so my campaign document says we're on episode, like, 53 or something. Yes. But according to the ones that we've recorded, this is episode 50. I really hope I didn't mess those numbers up, because that'd be awkward, but pretty sure it's 50. (laughs) Episode 50! We're actually on 47! We are reasonably confident that this is episode 50. Reasonably. And that is cause for celebration. Indeed. Reasonably. I was looking at it, and given the progression that we've been doing... Uh, if you guys finish up this book in like another, I don't know, five episodes or something like that, then that would be the halfway point. So it would be like 110 to finish the AP if it went at that pace. So we'll have to see if you can maintain the pace or if things go wildly fast or wildly slow in books four, five, six. Who knows? We'll find out. My question that I was going to open up with this time around had to do with pets. I was curious, do it? Do you guys all have pets? No, yeah. I have children that have Oh, Sarah, don't don't do that to yourself. <laughs> but yes, I, I have pets. I have two cats, one of which often makes an appearance on the stream. Two cats? I had three cats. No, well, okay, so there was the one outside, Titus. He is pretty much officially now my neighbor's cat. Um, And then there is another feral cat that I'm trying to sort of tame, but I wouldn't say that she's mine because I haven't, like, taken her to the vet or made ownership of her or anything, but I have two official cats inside. I know Josh doesn't have a pet but there is a pet in the house? Yeah, two. Two little dogs. Two. Uh, okay. I don't know what brand they are. They're bigger than teacup dogs. Did but you just not say much. brand? <laughs> what brand? What brand? You mean oh. breed? Yeah. <laughs> like a car. What's <laughs> the breed name? But These are great like, value dogs. They're like, <laughs> they're like this big. Like, like that, like... It's that big. The ones that run her family, Hermione, uh, and then the other one, Stark, is not, and he's gray. That's really all I have to say about them. That's it. They're not my dogs. They just make noise. Brandon, you got any pets? I have a dog. Yes. What brand brand, is your dog? It's it's brand is Husky and Border Collie. See, those are good brands. Good brands. Yeah, originally, originally when I was buying them from a Yeehaw um, who drove them to me in the back of a pickup truck in a laundry basket, uh, and I get to pick him out of the litter. It was supposed to be a purebred husky, but he turned out to be not so. Oh, did you pay purebred husky prices? I did not because it was a Yeehaw with a laundry basket. So good. Yep. Nice. But I didn't pay for it anyways. It was. Uh, my wife bought it, bought him for me before we were married. So, right. 
Because I was yep. curious, if you had the opportunity to trade your pets for an owl bear bear, would you want an owl bear bear? Yeah. They're yeah, not mine, tra- so. You don't have a pet to trade. <laughs> yeah, would I could, you I trade just... the other person's pets so that okay, you yeah. could have? Here, I, not to call anyone out by name, but if my roommates ever watch this, I'm obviously being facetious. I definitely would. Both of them. Um, I would say, uh, as much as I would like to, I would not be able to trade Fenrir for an owl bear. But given the opportunity, I would totally trade in my eight-year-old for an owl bear bear. You heard that. <laughs> I heard that. I heard that too. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> it's probably quieter. Oh, that was nice. That was really that was well done. Excuse me. Yeah, we don't even. We can just skip Sarah. We know. We can just. Uh, yeah, yeah. I'll just. Uh, but we'll ask Sarah. Would her. you oh. trade any of your cats for an owl bear bear? No. What about the feral one? No. Would you okay. change your neighbor's cat for an owl bear bear? No. Think about the scientific advancements. Where else are you gonna get an owl bear bear? Dude, I'd trade any one of you for an owl bear bear. Like <laughs> Justin and I are closer to the same age. I don't. Yeah, really, any I'm one gonna... of you, I would trade you in a heartbeat for an owl bear bear. I don't know if I would align that strongly with Justin in this argument, but I will. <laughs> I will consider him my my, my uh, so reluctant guess... ally. And I would oh, expect well. the same from you guys if given the opportunity. Trade me for the owl bear bear. I Jason, guess. I guess. Well, I want to ask you: Would you trade any of yours slash Sarah's cats for an owl bear bear? See, I don't think so because of the inconvenience of it. The idea would be cool, but if the owl bear bear is as big in real life as it is in the game, it would just be so inconvenient. I I really om- I can't see your video, but I'm just really getting the impression that you're making that choice only because Sarah would kick you out of the house. <laughs> Well, yeah. she wouldn't be able to if I did that. If you had an owlbear bear. I mean, I feel like real Sarah has like a really nasty uh, handle animal check and wild empathy. So I don't, I don't know how that would work. I don't know. Well, yeah. she might have wild empathy, but maybe she has a really low charisma. It's the um, special rifles, ranger. We will get so... into that at a later date. Use <laughs> Sarah's wisdom. Looking forward to the day when somebody offers me an owl bear, but in exchange, it takes Justin, and I will respect his wishes and just say yes, of course. Yeah, listen, <laughs> and I will go willingly. Okay, yeah. like I will accept my fate. I'll tell my children. I'll be like, listen, guys, my buddy Josh has an opportunity to get an owl bear bear. I gotta go. All right, <laughs> like this is the deal we made. This is a pact. Okay, they, they would understand. They'd understand. They'd be like, you know what? Deal. I understand. Yeah. I now demand one of your character backstories to be that you... I was traded for an owlbear bear. You, your parents <laughs> traded you for an owlbear owl bear. Bear. Like, like, like Joseph, Code of Dreams or something, just sold by your brothers to slavery or something. Slavery like... for an owlbear bear. I was traded for a magical beast. <laughs> a oh, created yes. magical beast. A created one. Yes, yes. Last session was... Uh, A very interesting one. There wasn't any real combat, but there was quite a bit of roleplay and intrigue as you guys had returned to Long Shadow. And uh, after giving a report and all of that, you began 
to build up the town a little bit, but to your dismay, things were not going as you had hoped that they would. Uh, It seemed that there were unseen hands in the background that were thwarting your efforts under the guise of your allies. And the mayor had voiced concern about something outside of town of a colleague of his at a wizard's tower. And you were a little dubious at first, not knowing who you could trust, if the mayor was trying to get you out of the picture or something. But ultimately, you decided to trust the mayor and you informed him of your suspicions uh, of there being uh, saboteurs or something and uh, left the town, making your way towards this wizard's tower. And upon arrival, you did some reconnaissance. You flew around, tried to see if you could get in. You used your uh, chime of opening to dis- uh, dispel the arcane lock on the front door, but it was locked with like four backup mechanisms and you didn't want to risk using all of your uses of the chime just to try to open the door or break it down. So you decided to come back down to the cave entrance that uh, kind of spirals around the base of the uh, main tower here. And inside you saw three creatures, two owl bears and one owl bear bear. Uh, and they had seemingly knocked unconscious the messengers that the mayor had sent here before and kind of just dragged them next to the wall, not really sure what to do with them. Uh, and then the horses were just kind of in there as well, chilling out. And uh, three of you had moved towards the entrance of the tower while Gideon had kind of moved the uh, the two unconscious messengers a little bit out of the cave and was waking them up. And uh, that is, I think, where we will jump back into the session. Um, Gideon, you are able to pretty easily wake up these messengers. They aren't lethally wounded or anything. They uh, have just been kind of knocked out with non-lethal damage. And uh, I don't know if you bother to use any actual healing or if it's kind of just like a heal check or something to try to wake them up. But in either event, you are able to get them conscious and they kind of startle awake a little bit and they freak out slightly because the last thing they saw was a massive owl bear bear uh uh kind of attacking them and so they they startle slightly and and one of them says what's going on who who are you where's that beast uh can you put us on the map just so i can get a little spatial awareness that's right you're not on the map i forgot you i put you on the main map so you could see where the tower was yeah. And then nudie back over here. There you go. Thanks. Okay. Because I was over here. I can't remember yes. what was... The, these are the two people I picked up. Yeah, these gotcha. are the two messengers. Gotcha. Um, don't be afraid. We are sent from Long Shadow. Uh, the beast to which you prefer. We have taken care of the problem. You tell me, though. You were sent to see the wizard. Uh, yes, we were... Uh sent out here I don't know what day it is right now but uh, we left and uh, came here and, and as soon as we got here we came in the the cave because that looked like the primary entrance you know so we walked in thinking that it would all be okay and 
Well, that thing kind of jumped at us. I don't know what it was doing there. Nobody, nobody told us about that. Um, are you hurt any more than? And he looks over them. They they were fine from what I remember because I had used magical healing. I think. Yeah, if you had used magical healing, then they're pretty much good. The, anything that they took was pretty much non-lethal damage, anyways. And their horses were okay too, right? Yep, their horses were okay. Their horses were just in there. Did we get them out yet? Uh, you could have led them out if you wanted to. Yeah. Um, he'll give the horses back to the two of them. And he says, um, as soon as you're able, ride back to Long Shadow and uh, tell... What's the mayor's name again? Mayor Tom Crobert. Uh, tell Mayor Tom Crobert that uh, the four of us, um, what's uh, Jessup and crew, um, we've, we've made it to the tower and we're going to figure out what we can do about finding the wizard. Send that message, will you? Uh, the one guy nods, the one he was speaking before. He says, all right, yeah, uh, I'll be happy to get out of here. Uh, and then he kind of picks up his comrade, and they both uh, mount up and begin to ride away. I'll be with you. And then he'll re yep. with the rest. Meanwhile, the rest of you were making your way into the tower. You can see that... The front door here is kind of splintered and burst open. The uh, iron bandings are warped, and it's like the, it's like an explosion just concaved into this area and busted the doors clean off their hinges. And I can polygon reveal what you see in this area. So you walk in, and you see in this kind of entryway a few simple trophies um scattered around shelving or or on the wall there's a shredded Malthuni banner uh there's a few monster skulls um there appears to be some sort of dented shield uh that they all kind of hang on the walls uh of this otherwise bare and high ceilinged room a heavy looking double door sits to the west right above you and by above you i mean right in front of you and to the uh the northern side here is a smaller door and there is a spiral staircase leading up from the south <clears throat> Alrighty then so there's there's double doors here double doors in front of you a single door to the north a spiral right. staircase to the south leading upwards Herskel look back at Jessup and Karen uh, we've got a, a few choices here uh, we've got a door to the north uh, a couple double doors in front and a spiral staircase uh, thoughts uh, I'm thinking perhaps the door to the north to start uh, sure. Do you sure. hear anything? D uh, I could, I could take a listen. I would. Uh, I would maybe consider trying to check to see if there's any magic. Gosh, only knows if this made booby trapped everything. Oh, that's a good point. Wizards are tricky. So, uh, do we all want to kind of scoot inside? I mean, the owl bears and owl bear bear seem to behave right now. Hate to leave and have him turn on, you know, Gideon or something. 
Yeah, that'd be unfortunate. Give it a perception. Okay. Do I know the things about the stuff? So you walk on, you walk in, you roll a perception, um, and if you guys use detect magic as well and just kind of scan around the area, you don't see anything in this main room. Uh, and as far as hearing, you don't hear any noise coming to the north, and you don't really hear any noise coming from the double doors either. Uh, the penalties for hearing through a door would pretty heavily reduce your check there, so... You don't hear a whole lot from where you're standing, and you don't see a whole lot in this room. If you do detect magic, you do, through the wall, faintly detect a little bit of magic on the other side. But the wall is a little too thick for you to penetrate, you think, deep into that room. Alright, so Hurst will just kind of make his way north. Yeah, I guess we can uh, go over there first. Okay. You guys begin to make your way northwards to the door. And do you open it right away and charge in? No. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) Fine. How how dare you? Do you just... Okay, so you're listening to the door first? Yeah. Okay. You don't Do hear I... anything on the other side. <laughs> of course not. Do I see anything with the door? Any uh, traps? No, it looks like a pretty normal door. You don't pretty see any traps. Door. You don't see anything. Is Just it locked? Look. It does not appear to be locked. Just a look at her. Scout, we'll be right behind you. Oh, great. <laughs> and first, we'll open the, the door. <laughs> okay. You open the door to reveal. <laughs> Reflex check. You look into this room, and it looks to be some sort of storage room. There are shelves that are stuffed with dry goods and alchemical supplies that just line the walls of this musty room. You see a well that drops something like 40 feet down to a water table below, and then there's a hole in the ceiling directly above the well that leads up to what must be the the next floor upwards. Um... Now that you're, we came that? here. To, clearly, we came here to raid the wizard's tower and steal all of her possessions. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can That's roll a perception check in here if you want. You don't see anything from where you're standing, other than just it looks like a bunch of just assorted stuff. I will walk in tentatively. Okay. You walk in and you look around. Uh, you can go ahead and and roll your perception if you'd like, or detect magic, sure. however. Go through the oh. standard stuff. I rolled a uh, perception, Jace, just as Gideon walks in the door and catches up with the group to see if he hears any noise that the others haven't noticed, maybe upstairs or behind this wall or anything like that. Nope, you don't hear any any, any noise, not really. Uh, Hursk, you're looking around, and you also have to take magic, so I'm just uh, assuming that as you look around, you're casting yes. stuff. Now yep. that you're a little bit closer and the door's open, there's nothing blocking your spell, you detect... Okay. A multitude of magical auras in this room. Ooh. Uh, it seems that there are many, 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 many potions in this room. Probably shouldn't touch them, though. And there looks like there's probably a great deal of alchemical supplies, or maybe they're just spell component supplies. You're not sure. Uh, you can roll an appraiser knowledge arcana check for more details on, on those items. 
A phrase. Uh, you're not really able to identify exactly what they are. You know roughly their spell or alchemical components of some sort, but you don't know the details of them. Uh, if you were to use detect magic on any of the potions just to see if you could figure out what they were, you would. I'm just going to give most of these to you. Amongst amongst the potions, you can see there are eight potions of cure moderate wounds, three potions of cure serious wounds, a potion of gaseous form, two potions of neutralized poison, a potion of non-detection, and a potion of remove blindness deafness. So they're just all on shelves in this area. Otherwise, you don't see anything else in the room. Hearst won't touch anything. Okay. He'll just walk back and gets out there. Uh, yeah, there's a, a supply closet. It looks like a lot of alchemical stuff, a lot of a lot of potions. Uh, you know, it's not really why we're here. Probably, probably shouldn't take stuff until we find the wizard. Uh, no, probably not. Yeah, probably best not to steal from you know the wizard. Uh, I will should we go? Have yeah, been listening them. at the store, Jason. Okay. Uh, with a 19, yeah. You don't hear anything too loud. Um, maybe like a crackling of something? Maybe like a fire? Like a fireplace? You, hard to say. Well, in a low tone, say to the others, sounds like there could be a fire or something in this room. I don't know. A, a stove? I'm not really sure, but I hear crackling. Could you I will walk over shield raised. I'll try the door. Is it locked? Doesn't appear to be locked. Alright, I will open the door. Okay. You open the door to reveal this room. It appears to be some sort of foundry. Uh, Work tables occupy the north of this room, standing next to a large, still-glowing forge and squat iron anvil. Tables and shelves filled with tools and half-furnished half projects of metal and leather line the edges of the room. Strange animal hides are stretched along the western wall, and to the south, a humble kitchen is squeezed in among the industrial setting. I don't see any moving things, any The people. forge appears to be moving. Well, yeah, but there's no people or You don't see creatures. any figures. You don't see any any creatures from where you're at. If you right. go ahead and like also detect magic, yeah. you detect that the forge emanates magic and one of the hides on the wall also detects magic. All right, I will spellcraft. Okay. No. Pretty bad roll, 17 and 19. Uh, you're not able to identify either of those. If I ate her, could it not even remotely should... close? No. Okay. Nice. I just All right. Could, well, uh, try his hand at it. If you guys point him in that direction, you can if you want to. But I didn't see anybody in there, so I'm thinking we may need to head upstairs. You can roll an knowledge arcana if you'd like. Actually, no. This should be dungeoneering. So I think this should be dungeoneering. I don't have that. For what are we trying to identify? I it's, have done. It's in the room. If you go in the room, you can make a check, but. Uh, do you want to do spellcraft, or do you want to do arcana, or uh, touch engineering? Uh, if you go in the room, you can do either, or both, or neither. It's up to you. Sure, why not? 
Ooh. Spellcraft a 32. Did I get it? Uh, you yeah, can also roll a knowledge to engineering, yeah. Okay. Wow. Oh, D- oh, double man. natural twenties. Man, I got the. Well, I'll just go out. With, I will just go out with Karen. I'm gonna hang out here with Karen. I'm uh, useless. Look at the canvas being broken. If they're just gonna give me, give me that twenties. Okay. So you get a couple bits of information here. First, you do identify the thing on the wall, and second, you identify the thing in the forge. The thing so... in the forge. Excuse me. Oh. Jess, if you're looking at the forge and with your natural 20 dungeoneering, you see that the the fire and the molten metal in the forge, like lava, kind of moves in waves. And it seems odd to you that it would be moving in that manner. And as you look closer, you see it's not really a normal forge like that's not just like molten metal in there that is a creature an ooze known as a shard slag uh it's like howl's moving castle does it talk does it say funny things unfortunately no you know that shard slags you actually get two pieces of information about these but I'll, i'll tell you the basics this smoldering mass of metal encrusted goo sports half a dozen pseudopods each tipped with a burning hot sword blade as the standard shard slag. You know that they are neutral, huge oozes with the fire subtype. And the shard slags are living mounds of magic-infused iron. They dwell within the iron-rich molten cores of worlds, the hearts of active volcanoes, or any location where the borders of the material plane and the plane of fire are thin. They are not sentient. Shard slags are skilled hunters and have developed a bizarre method of hunting and defending themselves. When a creature is near, a shard slag spontaneously alters its molten body to produce a number of razor-sharp blades. The shard slag then mindlessly attacks until other cre- until the other creature is stabbed, burned, and then consumed. And you can get two pieces of information about shard slags. Um. Sure, defenses. Defenses. You know that they have some form of DR. They're immune to acid, electricity, and fire. They have ooze traits, which is like mindless, so they're immune to mind-affecting. And then all of the other ooze traits, There's a I can open a list of them here. Um, they are not subject to critical hits or flanking. They are immune to precision damage and sneak attacks, immune to poison, sleep, paralysis, stunning, uh, all that stuff. Uh, what other defenses do they have? Um, I think everything else falls under attacks. I don't think any of these are defenses. So. Okay, special, special abilities, special attacks, I guess. So here's the one that will be important for you guys. Why would it be important? We don't want to fight it. <laughs> A shard slag's molten metal body is hot enough to melt stone. Creatures that begin their turn within five feet of it take 1d6 points of fire damage. Any creature striking a shard slag with a natural weapon or unarmed attack takes 2d6 fire damage. A creature that grapples, which you shouldn't do, takes 3d6. Um, <laughs> which cr- you should do. <laughs> a creature that strikes a shard slag with a weapon can attempt a 
reflex save. If it fails, it is unable to pull the weapon away from the shard slag's molten body quickly enough, and the weapon takes 2d6 fire damage uh, pretty much every round until you somehow get it back. Um, so yeah, this thing, uh, if you stand next to it, you burn. If you hit it, you or the thing you hit it with burns and is eventually consumed and melted down inside of its body. It, you know it's a bad option when your GM doesn't even play games with you and just says, yeah, no, that would be a bad idea. Don't, don't do that. Don't do it. Don't, don't, do, don't, it. Do, it. don't do it. Uh, the other thing you know is that you have identified one of the items on the wall, one of the hides uh, you have identified, and uh, I think I I want to say that I took a picture of it and put it somewhere, if I can find it, because I want to put it in the... Uh, discord for you to see because it's a pretty cool looking item you identify this hide as something known as a skelter hide it is a uh just so you know a dc 30 spellcraft check to wow. identify it so it's a high caster level just got it yep caster level 15 so that was a, a very when i when i looked at the dc i was like nah that Kieran didn't even come anywhere Does that close. mean this wizard is 15th level? Well, they're Not a very high power. necessarily, but, but you don't know. Yeah. Uh, you don't have to, unless the caster level is mentioned in the creation requirements, you don't need to be a certain caster level to create an item. So like well, a um, an Iun Stone is caster level 17, even though some of them are like... 500 gold pieces and anybody could pretty much make them so um yeah so you identify this as a skelter hide i just took a snip of it and i am quickly uh erasing all of the background text that came with the <laughs> image so that when i send this you're not seeing all of the important stuff um oh i identified him come on that's good enough well the uh the non-item related <laughs> important okay. stuff uh okay so i will save it to this and then i will put it into discord while he's doing that there you go it should be in discord tones are provided to you by sirenscape uh, i was waiting for an opportunity to segue that sarah <laughs> i rejoined sirenscape oh did you okay yeah. i will i want docile tones so no, the, the image of this of this item is in discord now and as you look at it i will oh, read sweet. the description this thick Ooh. hide cloak like great okay well actually i'll do the flavor text up here first again this is known as a skelter hide skelter like cats it. are common folklore in the taverns of skelt local boogeymen that mothers throughout the mindspin mountains use to frighten their children the the hides of these dual-minded creatures are reputed to be attainable, uh, amenable, sorry, amenable to enchantments, and many Kelid shamans use them to create tribal relics. This thick hide cloak grants its wearer the divided mind of a skelter cat. While worn, the cloak imparts a plus one resistance bonus on fortitude and reflex saves, and a plus two resistance bonus on will saves. In addition, once per round, the wearer can re-roll the percentile dice when determining her actions while confused and choose the desired result. Once the cloak is donned, the wearer cannot speak or write. 
She can communicate only in unintelligible growls. The wearer still understands language as normal. If the wearer suffers from one or more permanent mental afflictions that alter her behavior, such as insanity or the effects of a helm of opposite alignment, for 15 minutes per day she can function as if unaffected by these conditions. This time does not need to be used all at once, but must be used in one minute increments. So, it's a neat little cloak there. It's uh, got a couple yeah, different uses. And it looks really cool. It's like a rainbow-colored, almost, like, pastel cloak with uh, a mane of fur, a hood, and then the sleeves are actually, they end in the claws of a creature. Now there's a question. Would you have given it to me since my guy's from Skelt? Uh, like, maybe. Have you ever seen one? Well. And he's a hunter, so I'm sure he'd be familiar with a Skelt cat. Who needs it when you, uh... When you've got an amazing bard that drops rocks? Yeah. Yeah, that so is I what you my, see in this room. My important question is... Um, <laughs> is ooze does, does the ooze see us? <laughs> uh, like, I guess it's acting... Because if, if, if I notice it, I'm not going for the cloak, but I'm going to look in and see it, and if I start identifying it, yeah, I'm slowly going to be walking out like, um, no. So not if you... So you didn't ask for its senses, but... Uh, whatever you you would know that oozes tend to have blind sight and tremor sense usually uh, you don't know what the range is but it like there's like a 99% chance that it's fully aware of your presence is it acting hostile because I mean if, if I have a chance I'm I'm bolting out of there right now it doesn't appear to be moving you you haven't I mean you could do you want to approach the forge um, no okay yeah, Gideon was all the way up to here, and then you said those within five feet take damage, and he backed up to about there. <laughs> hey, but you don't know that. Jessup is not sharing the information. Oh, he's oh. keeping it to himself? Okay. Yeah, yep, totally. Gideon, you should walk to that forge. No. He does. <laughs> uh, Jessup would, as soon as he spots it, obviously stop Gideon, explain, and be like, uh, we're going to back out here slowly and calmly. So I guess, yeah, we're going to try to leave out of this room. Okay. Because there's nothing besides the ooze and then the uh, the pelt on the wall, right? Correct. Well, there's a bunch of different auras in here that are magical, but you look you think that they're probably just unfinished creations, like unfinished magical items, so they're just like remnants of magical auras all over the place in this room, but the only important auras are the the forge, which probably has some link to the plane of fire and then the skelter hide. Wizard a dwarf? You don't know. Okay. I mean, so we'll, uh, he didn't mention that, but... Leave it at that, and then uh, shut the door calmly, and continue. Okay. Unless somebody really wants to get that cloak. Nah. No. Nah, I didn't think so. I don't Kieran's think like, we came here to I loot the place. I cloak. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If, if I didn't, I didn't, uh, is rustling in his grave. He comes back as an undead, looking for the cloak. Another one. <laughs> Another one. Another cloak for my collection. I love the cloak he says <laughs> okay so you back out of the room close the door alright you going up the steps oh, up the stairs yeah Gideon lead the way unless anyone else wants to take charge nope nope, nope. okay moving, hey, gonna take... moving down to the other map uh, you can see you should be able to see the room that you will open up to little bit down to the right and you walk into 
pretty much just an empty room. They're like, this is functionally just a hallway that connects other rooms. There's nothing of interest in this particular area. But you do listen see up. two doors. Gideon will listen at this one and then loop around and listen at that one. Okay. Listening at the first door, you do hear noises coming from the other side. Uh, it sounds like the occasional clinking of glass, uh, some bubbling noises perhaps, uh, shuffling of feet maybe? He'll, Various uh, noises. To the back, he'll just kind of shh and point that there's people in there or something in there he doesn't know and let Hearst kind of peer ahead. What? Okay. What am I doing? Am I just accepting? <laughs> he just tells you. Yeah, he just tells you to listen in. Let's see. Oh! By the way, I'll put the I'll put the shard slag on. I'm so not even as good as Gideon. What it would have been like? Holy cow! How is it fitting in the forge? It's a huge creature, so I, it's hard it's to so fit crazy. on the map. It's squeezing, I guess. But that's what it, that's what you could have. Yikes! No, thank you. No. Okay, so it's got like a lava base and then like cool lava and then just a bunch of swords coming out of it. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Yikes. Let's not fight that because I don't want to lose my glaive. That, that and we heard it was resistant to electricity damage, so. Yeah, that's also a reason spits, to not. Yeah, spits on honor bound, destroying it. Oh, I would be so sad. <laughs> oh, man. Happy birthday, Karen. Happy birthday, Karen. Hope you enjoy. <laughs> Karen's um, like, it's not my birthday, but thanks. So, Hursk, <laughs> if, if you go up to the door, you hear the same things that Gideon did. Same thing. Okay. <clears throat> and Gideon, if you wanted to roll another perception check at this door, that's fine. Got it, boss. A 22. Uh, with this one, there's not as much noise coming from this room. Like, maybe the, f maybe the faintest sound of bubbling, but that might just be the same noise from the other room that you're hearing. It, 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 you Echoing can't tell. down yeah. somehow, yeah. He'll shake his head no after just kind of leaning into the door and then point to that one. Gideon points to the door. A hearse right. go. Just go. I assume and, we're opening it, but... I was gonna knock on it. <laughs> yeah, that's fine. Harris <laughs> knocks on the door. Okay, you knock on the door. For a moment, you don't hear anything, but then you hear what sounds like maybe something being placed on a table and then shuffling, getting louder towards the door. And then you hear the... Right on the other side, it's like the door handle being turned or the latch being opened and the door opens to reveal a creature. Ah! And I will... I've made a mistake! I will polygon reveal this room now. If I can. Mm. Uh, uh, okay. That should get the room. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, my. What you see in front of you... Oh boy. Let me let me go ahead and uh, read out oh. the flavor text for this first. Is anybody else getting that feedback? Yeah. Mm. A little bit. Okay. You see a faceless, 
construct with a crystal wand set into its chest, bristling with some kind of arcane energy. Uh, any of you who wish can roll a knowledge arcana as soon as you see this thing. I see it. I'm not sure. If yeah, I can you can see, see it. it. It's well, just right there on the other side of the door. Short. I'm wow. <laughs> I, I have a 31 yeah. art knowledge arcana. Okay. Uh, Kieran, you immediately recognize this. You've heard of creatures like this. You've never seen one yourself. They're relatively rare. Um, maybe less so in recent years, but this is a clockwork creature, specifically a clockwork mage. Oh. You can get uh, two pieces of information about clockwork mages. Um, I will go with... Also, the flavor text is... These constructs are the pinnacle of clockwork inventions. An ingenious combination of mechanical devices and magical conduits allows a clockwork mage to channel the power of a wand into a variety of arcane powers. They often serve powerful arcane spellcasters or as unflinching and unquestioning casters to those who want the benefits of spells without ego or free thought. Um, they are a humanoid figure made of mithril and steel. They have a large crystal ball that fills various uh, vapors, filled with various vapors for a head, and they stand seven feet tall. They are neutral medium constructs, and I will blow that up for you so you can see what it looks like. Oh my goodness, that looks like electricity or water. It's cool looking. Probably electricity. You can see, Hursk, uh, there is a nameplate on the chest of this creature that says Robin. Robin. R-O-B-Y-N Robin Robin is Robin has a hood Robin Hood Did it Uh Is it Is it hostile? Well uh, Kieran you can ask your two questions first Oh sorry (laughs) Um, I will go with Is it hostile? um, Is it hostile? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm gonna go with Any Like vulnerabilities or immunities uh it has the construct immunities um okay and its weakness it is vulnerable to electricity Ooh. Oh, okay. i don't want to fight it don't um, start and it won't be nothing right uh does Uh-oh. it have any special attacks oh, um its special yeah, attacks is, it... is is wand magic so depending on the wand that is installed in it, it gets a, a variety of spells that it can cast. So d- it depends on the school of magic that the wand is. And that's what allows it to cast a couple different spells per day. Uh, all of them are third level or lower. Does it have first killing powers? So that is what you learn about a clockwork mage. But the creature opens it, and you, you look at it, you see all these relative information, or these details about it, and about a second goes by, and it closes the door. <laughs> oh, okay. And you hear shuffling moving away. <laughs> Whoops. I don't know what's going on, but I'm sure I'm going to be okay <clears throat> with what just happened. Yep. <laughs> uh, well, I guess if they're not hostile to us, then there's no reason to be hostile back. I'd rather well, not go well. around killing this wizard's creatures or whatever. I concur. We don't really want to ruffle feathers if we don't need to. And Hurst, just so you know, you had a vantage point to see into the room. It looked like it was some sort of alchemy lab. Uh, The eastern half of the room 
sported a table that was crowded with alchemical implements, uh, clay jars, glass vials, arcane implements, and uh, a large still took up much of the floor. Uh, and you could see notebooks and alchemical reference manuals just like filling a bookcase to the south. Uh, and uh, you did see another door to the far side of the room. Oh. So that's okay. just the general information that you did see in that brief moment while it opened the door and then closed it back on you. All right, we should probably uh, take a look at what's in the other room. Uh, there, there was a door, but uh, I don't want to antagonize that thing. Gideon will uh, cool guy nod and then open the door. Oh, I can't see it this time. You open the next door, which opens into a much larger room. Oh my. Okay. So this room, you open it up and you can see into it and it looks like it is... I mean... It's another some, some sort of lab again. And you can see that there are three large glass cylinders that line the southeast wall of the the large room uh, each containing a strange abomination of a creature though one has been shattered and the creature within lies dead at the base a thick layer of greasy slippery looking orange slime coats the floor of the room you can see if you step in a little bit, there are hallways that branch off from this room, one leading north to the kind of offshoot of that uh, storage room from below, and one leading south into what you know to be the second tower that kind of branches off from the main one. Um, and you see a heavily barred double door set into the wall to the east, uh, which you would know to be the door that you tried to open from the outside and it's kind of barred and locked and chained and all kinds of stuff going on. So we walked up a bunch of flights of stairs then. You walked up one flight of stairs technically, but it spiraled around until you got to this floor. Right, which was like 40 feet up or something like that. Uh, I think the cliff was 40 feet up. But you have to also remember that the rooms here are... The ceilings, actually, I'll tell you what the ceilings are. Because the the ceilings in this tower are uh, very large compared to a normal uh, building. I believe each room is like 20 feet or something. It's big rooms. Yeah, it has to be. Yeah. So we walked quite a bit, though. Yeah, you were were going up steps for a little bit until you got up here. Yeah, I just wanted to make sure. I, I was surprised it was only two floors in that, like, you know three or four yeah it's just there's there's only two floors but the rooms are just really big gideon will um go ahead and take a look at the dead one the other the other ones in the glass tubes are alive they appear to be in some sort of you don't know if they're just alive and just kind of like floating in the goo or if they're in like some sort of stasis or like suspended animation or something they like you get close like as you approach like the eyes of these creatures kind of like blink at you. So they're alive for sure. Um, you can roll a knowledge dungeoneering if you want to figure out what the heck these things are. Uh, I have no idea what these things are. Let's see if I can put their token on that. <laughs> I can't even begin to fathom their mysteries. <laughs> what are they? 
Turns out it's just like an earthworm or something. (laughs) (laughs) Also, like I don't know what they are. Earthworms. Earthworms. Oh, that's a leech. Even I know that it's a giant leech. (laughs) What are you talking about? That's the flood. Where's our Where's our bard that knows about everything? All right, all right, fine. (laughs) Jessup was trying to make sure he didn't get any of his uh, stuff bitten off and whatnot and all that jazz. But let's see what we got here. Throw me the so, am I doing dungeoneering again? Yes, knowledge dungeoneering. Hursk, you yeah. have never seen these creatures before, which is somewhat surprising to you. Uh, Jessup, I don't know. It's new to me. You have seen these creatures before. <gasps> Probably in manuals, not in real life, but maybe. Uh, you don't get any special information. Actually, no, you get one bit of information about these. Uh, what looks at first like, and it's a little different because these are not in their natural environment, but what looks at first like a stalactite unfurls into the shape of some sort of manta ray. And you know that these creatures are known for silently sail, uh, sailing downwards, like a, a, a rasp-like mouth that just silently comes down from above and wraps around their prey. These creatures are known as lurker above is what they are called a lurker above it is a neutral huge oh, darn it wrong size technically that big but it's stuffed <laughs> oh. in it's stuffed in the little thing so i feel like that's inhumane Peta would have some words to say about that yeah they're yeah. stuffed in there but they're technically neutral huge aberrations uh lurkers above are the nearly mindless males of the are wait, lurkers above are the nearly mindless males of the species and follow much of the same tactics as ex- executioners' hoods, save that they gain the ability to stretch themselves wide, glide with both speed and silence, and can even fly by awkwardly flapping their flesh. Oof. Uh, they typically <laughs> hide on cavern ceilings, shifting their coloration and texture to match the surrounding terrain. Like all lurking rays, lurkers above are carnivorous, preferring the tang of living flesh, Though they can subsist for a time on minerals they absorb from rocky surfaces through their tentacles. Uh, they can grow up to be 15 feet from tip to tip and weigh nearly 500 pounds when fully fed. Yeah, so Jessup will relay this information and let them know that the uh, first person to ever find these things ran out of um, cool names and just decided to name it after its actions, lurking above. Yep. Um, what? Uh, sure, what's some cool ability it might have? cool ability so it it's special attacks it can constrict it's get it has grab on its slam and by the way there are two of them i only put one on the map but there's one in each of the remaining cylinders and one that's dead they're all the same creature yeah they're all lurkers above uh so it has a slam attack with grab and then constrict and it has smother when a lurker above grapples a target it forms an airtight seal around its prey a grappled target cannot speak or cast spells with verbal components and must hold its breath. See suffocation. Uh, Yikes. So, Gideon, if you thought that uh, giant constrictor snake was bad, I wouldn't get close to this one. Gideon will kind of poke the glass. That's not a good idea. You tap it and just like fish that are in a container and the noise obviously reverberates much louder inside. They kind of like wince and jolt. I've never seen creatures like this. Maybe we don't really want to if we don't have to. 
Uh, Kieran, what, what's over there? It looks like it leads back to a hallway and there's some doors and some stairs that lead up. Is there anything on the other side of the room over there? I look down and see the passageway. Uh, yes, uh, let me check real quick. And lead that way. Did, um... Wasn't, wasn't this person supposed to have, like, a bunch of magical beasts? Supposedly? Uh, you were informed of some odd experiments, yes. Gotcha. Yeah. No magical beasts yet, though. Well, besides the owlbear. Well, yeah, the owl bears were magical beasts. Um, I don't remember if the mayor specifically said magical beasts, because I don't Maybe know if he would be able to tell the difference. Uh, he knows that like, she has an interest in magical beasts, but I mean, you don't know his knowledge is he might just think everything's a magical beast. You don't know. <laughs> um, Gideon, as you're going up north there, you can see what appears to be a another well room. Uh, the room contains a few varieties of animal fodder, uh, as well as a large water barrel. Uh, there's a hole in the floor, excuse me, that uh, opens up down below, which uh, Hersk, you saw the ceiling of the lower. This is the top of the next floor. Uh, it opens up to the well below. There is a rope and a pulley up here that you could use if you wanted to like fetch water down from the well and haul it up. Um, uh. Otherwise, nothing, nothing really interesting going on in this room. All right. Uh, there's nothing back that way. It's just a well. It's uh, only one other direction to go, right? It should be that way, yes. Alright, I can check and see if there's anything these doors. Okay. Can I take some time and just take 20? Sure. Uh, 25. Okay, listening at both of these doors. At first, you don't think you hear anything, but occasionally you hear the sound of something like clanking like being placed on something uh maybe like a sweeping noise and Kieran will like gesture like put a finger up to his mouth like shh and he will try the door here the door to the west yes okay you open up that door and you see so you, you see uh, in this in this secondary tower here, uh, it looks like this is some kind of <clears throat> housing or personal space. Uh, the room that you've just opened, it looks like some sort of bedroom. Uh, and you look inside and it's kind of a grisly sight. The oh. room is shredded. Uh, almost everything in here is shredded. There's journals, paintings, uh, other mementos. There is a full-length mirror on the wall that is smashed to pieces. Everything is tattered in here. Um, you're looking at, maybe you pick up one of the shredded notes, and it looks like at one point these were probably like really important research documents, but they're just scattered, torn. Some of them are like burned to ash on the floor here. Um, if you do your general detect magic stuff that you do every time uh you only detect one active magical source and it's coming from underneath the bed 
Okay. And there's nobody in here, right? I didn't want to go see, in. You don't and... see anybody in here. Okay. No. All right. So then I will move in and look under the bed. Okay. You look under the bed and you see a long box. Roughly the size of like um, any sort. Of, so it's like uh, about half a foot wide, maybe three or four feet long, about six inches tall. Foot locker. Yeah, it's like a long. It's like a gun case. <laughs> Pretty yeah, it's like a gun case. She is a gunslinger wizard. The oh, magical. Oh, aura she's is... what Abner was. A, <laughs> yeah, was that spell slinger? Uh, the <laughs> the magical case is not magical. It's whatever's inside. In case you were curious. Okay. But it's just kind of tucked under the bed. Um, there is also a note attached to it, but it you'd have to. What you have dark vision or no? I do. Um, I th- let me check. No, I didn't cast okay. it today. So it's under the bed, away from the light. You can't really read what the note says, but you do know there's a note attached to it. I do. So if I, like, hold this case out to the floor... Yeah, if you it... if you reached under the bed and kind of grabbed each edge and kind of shuffled it out a little bit, it's not terribly heavy, um, but you kind of brought it out under the light. It's a nice wooden box, uh, and you look at the note, and uh, written in common is a note... And it says, Dear Tom, as thanks and a token of friendship after all these years for your help. And it is signed, Nava. I will fold the note back up and push the case back under the bed for now. Okay. If you wanted to roll a spellcraft to identify it, technically you can. I don't think you need to see the item, but... Oh, okay. Yeah, I can do that. That's up to you. 27. Uh, you can't see what the item is, but you identify the magic as being that of a plus two huntsman spear. Oh, wow. Nice. What does huntsman do? Huntsman. Um, or is that just you... a type of spear? No, I think it lets you set a prey or something like that. A quarry. A huntsman weapon helps its wielder locate and capture quarry. When the weapon is held in hand, the wielder gains the weapon's enhancement bonus on survival checks made to track any creature the weapon has damaged in the past day. It also deals 1d6 points of damage to creatures the wielder has tracked with survival in the past day. Interesting. Cool. I uh, was considering adding the Huntsman property to some of Aiden's equipment. Yep. He could have had this spear. Could have stolen it. He probably would have. When he comes back from the dead, he'll take the skelter hide and the spear. And probably the endless quiver he left in the tombs of the other place. Yep, yep. Um, Oh, well. Looking around in this room, nothing else of value is here. Everything's just shredded. All right. Kieran will step out and try the other door here. Okay. You open this other door, and as you do, you feel like a puff of wind or a gust of wind hit you. Uh, It's like a cool air. And then it's gone. Uh, you don't see anything in here. This looks to be some sort of washroom. Uh, but if you detect magic, there is a magical presence coming from deeper inside. Uh, what's the aura of the magic? It is conjuration. Interesting. I will carefully take a step inside. Okay. You take a step inside. You kind of move towards where you're seeing this aura. 
And uh, as you do, the aura is gone. Like it, it's not there anymore. And the door behind you closes. Oh, uh, can I open it? Yeah, you can open it. Okay. As you do, a puff of air hits you in the face. And the door closes again. All right. I wonder if it's just like a to dry off when you're magic air freshener done washing, like a. Gideon, you're in this room still. You hear ruffling noises, and as you look to the side, some of the tattered pages are kind of like being blown around slightly. It's as if somebody's walking through the room, but getting closer to you. But you don't see anyone. A uh, perception check here. Okay, you can roll a perception check. Did you notice an invisible creature? With a 34... Uh, there's definitely something here. I mean, you knew that before, but... Yeah, but he he detected it might be some intelligent... Like, somebody using invisibility, basically. It is some some invisible force of some kind. You wouldn't be able to ascertain whether it's intelligent or... Yeah, if it has personhood or not, but he'll ask. Who goes there? A puff of air blows in your face. And then the door Uh. closes. Gideon uh, will ready his shield and put his hand on the sheath of his mace or morning star, whatever it is. Is there, is there, is there someone here? He walks towards the door. Show yourself. Kieran, the door opens again in front of you. A moment passes. You feel a gust of air kind of go around you. And then from deeper in the room, you can see what's various kind of um, bottles for uh, different lotions and whatnot at the what would essentially be the sink of this wizard's tower. Uh, one of the bottles is kind of lifted in the air and it kind of flings at you, kind of hits you, and then falls to the ground. I don't know what you are, but it doesn't seem like you really want to hurt me. I don't want to hurt you. Don't even know if you know what I'm saying. He'll switch to Draconic and say... Just in case you speak this, I don't know, but it's a a long shot, I'm sure. There's a puff of air in your face. (laughs) I get it. All right, fine. I'll leave. I'm not here to hurt you. He will step out of the door and shut it behind him. The door opens. Listen, I don't understand, all right? I went in there and you wanted the door shut. I leave. You want the door open? I I don't know what you want. You see the bottle picked up and carried across the room and then placed back on the sink. Oh wait! Are these shuts the door. These are permanent unseen servants, set to a task. That might be what it is. You don't know. Anyhow, is, is there something? Unseen is there... servant is a conjuration spell. Yeah. Door closes. <laughs> is there still one in my room, or still something going uh, on? You there don't or... see anything in your room, no. After the door closed, it, there was nothing. Oh, I see. Well. I'll put his weapons back. Well, if you can still hear me, we're not looking to hurt you. We're just looking to find the wizard that lives here. There's no response. Right. It's like me talking to an empty room. It's like prayer, Milani. Yeah, if you if you rolled a perception, there's nothing in the room. Oh, yeah. Whatever it was, there's uh, not there anymore, so. Persk, Jessup, we haven't found much, so maybe we should try upstairs. I don't know how much further we can go up, but... We've got to be getting close to something. Hurskin Jessup, as you guys so. walk down the hallway, the door opens. 
<laughs> I, pick up, I pick up the bottle and put it on the floor. Oh, it's a magic. There's a door. puff of air in your face as the bottle is picked up and put back on the sink. <laughs> I'm I, I'm almost certain that can I can I roll Arcana or spellcraft on that? that uh, if you guys if you guys like stood back in the hallway and detect magic to the whole area so that it couldn't get out of your line of sight, you would be able to eventually figure out that it's a permanent unseen servant. That's yeah, yeah, what I think. yeah, exactly what I said. Door closes. <laughs> Uh, anyways, <laughs> what a what a waste of time. I love it. Yeah, I'll actually read you a little bit about what it says about this, because um, I thought it was funny when I read it. Well, uh, it took me it took me longer than it should have to realize that it was an unseen servant yeah. until a permanent unseen servant tends the washroom to the east, keeping it tidy, uh, restocking Nava's cosmetics and oils, and fetching and warming water for the tub. The spell has persisted long enough to become somewhat fussy. It dislikes everyone but its creator using the washroom. It complains by knocking over bottles and huffing bursts of cold air at trespassers, but it's otherwise harmless. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> All right. So That's really funny. You begin to move up the stairway. As you do, you get about to where Kieran is. So don't move yourself. I'll, re I'll reveal the rest of the stairs, but don't move yourself yet. As you start getting a little closer to the top of these, this staircase, you hear a voice call out from above. It says, You can't be here! I'm a monster! I'll eat you! Well, I highly doubt that. We've fought many monsters that haven't eaten us yet. And the fact that you're talking to me means that you've got some sort of sentience. Uh, he's right. Not many of them warn you first. You hear uh, sobbing coming oh. above. We don't mean you any harm. We don't know what's going on. Tom's worried about you. I mean, sorry, Mayor Crawbert's worried about you. But are you just assuming who it is? Well, I don't uh, know who else it could be that would be talking to us. The voice, uh, the female voice, uh, calls out and says, Don't come any closer. You can't trust me. I don't know what I'll do. We can help you if you just let us. You can't help me. Not anymore. I've tried. I've tried so many times, but I can't reverse it. Well? What are you talking about? What is it? You wouldn't understand. You wouldn't understand. And from that point on, the voice just mumbles. It's rambling. Oh, Kieran. Oh, Kieran, don't you have a break enchantment spell if needed? Well, and perhaps there's some divine magics that can aid where the arcane fails. So the arcane never fails. The arcane can fix everything. Trust me. Let's discuss spell resistance. Uh, all right. <laughs> um, that's only partially true. Listen, and, uh, would you feel more comfortable if only one of us came up? Gideon, you just quit pushing past me already. Jeez. <laughs> just trying to get to the other map. Would you chill? <laughs> Quiet yourself, Kira. Listen, I don't chill, all right? I'm lightning sorcerer, not a cold sorcerer. The voice does not respond. <laughs> you just hear more sobbing Listen, and rambling. We're, we're coming up. I understand you're distressed, but I, I truly think that maybe we can help you. We are here to help. So you step up to the top of the stairs? Yes. Okay. You all die. Roll a fortune. it. <laughs> oh boy. Oh boy. I'll move you oh guys boy. to basically where you would be. 
so that's where your positions are as you learn is this on the token no it's not on the token token level oh she looks fine we're gonna do a lot of stuff here in a second okay don't look like a monster at all she looks fine number one as you guys get close and you begin to round the corner and you can see into this room you see that it looks like some sort of some sort of study floor to ceiling bookshelves line the circular walls of this what appears to be a pretty cozy study room tables chairs a reclining sofa occupies the center of the room torn pages line the floor and both they and the walls are covered in confusing scrawls of ink and charcoal you get within sight of this figure which I'll blow up so you can see. You get within sight of this figure, and it appears to be a regular human woman. And as she sees you, you see her eyes go wide, and she's fran- she looks disheveled. And there's a mixture of intense fear in her eyes when she sees you. And she says, Are you really so stupid? You can't understand. And I would need... Uh, I will allow either both of uh, Kieran and Gideon to make this because they can technically kind of see into this area. Both of you can make a sense motive check. Oh boy. Here's a plus zero sense motive for a four. 21. Okay, 21 from Gideon. Uh, I need both of you to also roll me a perception check. A 15. 15 and a 22. 22. Roll Uh, 20 is not being good to me today. If possible now we'll get to that roll after this uh roll a knowledge arcana check no ranks 30 okay okay lots of stuff going on here so you guys are looking at all of these scrawlings on the wall the torn pages on the ground looking at this woman trying to figure out what the heck is going on here. Kieran, you're looking at these scrollings and you're making some sense of these things. All of these are, I mean, they're hard to parse out because they're they're like ramblings of a crazy person, but in these ramblings there are arcane sigils, arcane formula, the workings of a spell of some sort. And as you're kind of piecing together what this is, it looks like some sort of transmutation spell. Something of like the polymorph subschool. It's like she's trying to figure out some strange polymorph spell. But you're not sure the details. Um, Gideon, with your sense motive and uh, looking around at all of this, She's suffering from schizophrenia. Meaning she is mechanically insane right now. Um, You heard what she said at first about being a monster. Mm -hmm. You're looking around, perception check, sense motive check. Uh, I assume Kieran might be like maybe whispering some of the things he's seeing on the walls with his arcana. 
and you're able to put together something here. What she said about being a monster isn't entirely insane. You piece together, she's not human. She's a changeling. Oh. You suspect that she believes that she has been turned into a hag or something. And that all of this crazy formula on the walls and on the papers around her are is her trying to figure out how to turn herself back. But you're able to look at her and you can tell she's not a hag. She hasn't been turned into a hag. But for whatever reason, she thinks that she has. She's under the assumption that she is a monster and that she will attack anything in sight because she is insane. Nova. Now, a little bit of information that you'll need to know as you progress. Yeah. About insanity. You know that insanity usually comes when a character takes massive amounts of mental damage at one point in time. Like, if somebody is reduced to zero wisdom, like, in an instant, there's a mm -hmm. chance, technically, mechanically, I think you have to roll, there's a chance, maybe it's a will save or something, that you go insane and get one of multiple different insanities. Insanity heals at a very slow rate. You know that... Basically, you have a DC for your insanity that you have to save against every week. And if you're successful, you reduce the DC by one until it goes to zero and then you're cured. So uh, normally speaking, if somebody had like a DC 10 insanity, it would take them 10 weeks to be healed, assuming they saved every single time. You also know that while lesser restoration and whatnot could recover the wisdom damage that wouldn't help against insanity you would need restoration heal greater restoration limited wish wish miracle any of those would help um restoration reduces the dc uh, the other ones would just instantly heal it um but basically how the restoration works is that it reduces the dc of the insanity by the spell's caster level. Multiple castings of restoration could reduce it to zero and thus cure an insanity. But you all, you figure that out with your understanding of one, your sense motive, um, and all of that, the other mm -hmm. things piecing together uh, between the two of you, you were able to pretty much work out what was going on. But you know that if you take any hostile... If you do anything that could even remotely be taken as hostile, she will probably attack you immediately. She is yeah, in an well, extremely fragile state. Uh, Nava, I, I know that you think that you will lash out at us, but I can tell you, you are unchanged. You're still yourself. And he'll uh, take his Enduring Bloom and will uh, undo it from his belt and drop it on the ground where okay. he's standing. Make a... Uh, make either a... Well, 
either. It doesn't really matter in this case. In this case, it's a diplomacy check. And as he's talking, he's continuing to let down his shield and put everything down. Nice. 31. As soon as you bring out your mace, as soon as Kieran takes another step into the room, you see that she, like, rises to her feet. She was kind of on the ground, sobbing in her on her knees. Yeah. She rises to her feet. And you see her hands begin to wave. And arcane sigils begin to appear in the air. And then, as you're speaking, you drop your mace. Her hands slow. She was definitely about to cast a spell. She has not yet cast a spell. Uh, you won't hurt me. And I won't hurt you. I think... I can't promise anything, but I might be able to help. And I'll start walking towards her, slowly. Okay. She just kind of looks at you with confusion and a hint of terror. She says, you can't be here. You, you can't be here. I'm a monster. I'll... I will kill you. I will kill you. You have to get out of here. He shakes his head. You won't kill me. And uh, he'll slowly go to reach and pull out. He has two scrolls of, I think, restoration. Okay. You pull out the scroll of restoration. And for the purposes of this, I need you to roll initiative. Yep, that's fine. Just him? Uh, you can all roll initiative, but just to see how exactly this plays out. <laughs> oh, well. Holy moly. Holy moly is right. Can somebody roll my initiative? Roll. I had to run down. I have to run downstairs real quick. Can someone roll my initiative? I had to step J- away for a second. Jason, I'll have to do it, I think. Hey, you don't get initiative. You're out of the combat. Make it a zero! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I'll get into his sheet here and, uh, roll initiative. He's got a nice initiative bonus. I mean, I'm not planning on jumping in on this one. 23. Oh, he's going first. (laughs) I do nothing. Yeah, so in the initiative order, it would go Hursk and then Jessup, but, uh... Uh, Jessup will lean up to Hursk and kind of quietly, what the heck is going on? Can't say anything. Yeah. Then it comes to Nava. So she rolled an 11 on her uh, oh, perception. Oh. I'm not her perception, her initiative. She has a plus 7 and she rolled a total of an 11. So as you pull out the scroll, she recognizes the, the scroll, not like what it is, but she knows that it is a scroll. She knows that you are preparing to cast a spell. And you see that her eyes flash in in terror and she goes to like take a half step back and she says no no you you shouldn't be here I'm dangerous and then there's like a strange like her eyes squint at you she Mm -hmm. says wait you're not afraid of me why why are you not afraid of me and then there's like a realization in her eyes but of course you wouldn't be surprised to see me like this if you were working for her and then you see that she begins to cast that spell again. And let me roll what she does. She casting defensively? With She's not, you can, but he's flat footed, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> That's true. 
Uh, so there's a 77 on the confusion, which gets her... Oh, crap, I put it way too far back. I don't have the confusion table anymore. Ah. What does that do on confusion? Crap, we should have put the cape on her. So 77 on confusion is attack nearest creature. So attack nearest creature, when she gets that result, she... Okay. Not great. Gideon, I need you to roll me a fortitude save. 16. Okay. Gideon, you feel as she uh, finishes casting her spell in a panic. You feel your body begin to grow a little lighter as you slightly lift off the ground and then she launches her hands towards Kirin and Gideon your entire body lifts up and flies across the room towards Kirin so this requires an attack roll uh oh telekinesis uh, attack roll plus her caster level and then her intelligence modifiers. That's 10 plus. So that is a 21 to hit Kieran. Flat footed Kieran. Yes. Uh, Gideon, you are a medium sized creature? Yep. Okay. So, Kieran and Gideon, you both take 7 points of damage as Ouch. Gideon collides with Kieran. Um,. Uh-oh. For the sake of it's simplicity, all that armor. for the sake of simplicity, I will explain. This spell is known as Enemy Hammer. You grab a creature <laughs> with telekinesis and use it to batter nearby opponents or objects. You must target a specific creature with casting the spell. And once you select a creature, you cannot switch to another creature. Each round is a standard action. Oh, it's as a standard action. Well, is this is this spell like adhesive spittle? Where it's supposed to be cast. Where ahead you of cast time the then, spell yeah. as a standard action, and, and then, then on consecutive act. standard actions, you can move the creature. Yeah, what's it called? Enemy hammer. So it's a casting. It's a casting time of one standard action, and then it says so, each yes. round as a standard yes. action you can attempt yeah. to hurl the creature. And then it then it lasts rounds per level. Yeah. So you have to cast it before combat, and then. Well, do you it can't after. cast it before cast combat because you have to target the creature. So it's yeah, it's just as bad as. Spittle, then, because yeah, I imagine that it's supposed to work where you get the effect. It's just like adhesive spittle, where like you should get the effect the turn you cast it, but strictly rules as written, technically, I think. No, so you feel your body lighten, uh, and you you feel force begin to push you, but next turn she will kill you. No, just do it this turn, yeah, just do it this turn. I already took the well, so, the, so yeah, so you hit the target with the creature as a standard action. They must be within 30 feet. Uh, skipping over the attack roll stuff. The target creature can make a fortitude save each time you attempt to use it as a weapon, which you failed the save. Um, if it makes it save, it can act normally. If it fails, it loses all actions for the round and ends the turn prone in the square adjacent to the target that it attacks. Oh, in that case, no, you can't do it. If the creature chooses to resist your efforts to move it, uh, taking no other actions for the round, it gains a plus four bonus on the save. Uh, the spell ends immediately if the target creature dies or is destroyed. Kill Gideon. It'll end the spell. So that is what she does. 
that brings us to Kieran. Okay. Uh, Kieran is going to cast a spell and bamf out of existence. Okay. Um, Kieran runs. Yes. So Kieran dimension doors to the area with the shard slag where the cloak was. Okay. And he's going to appear right next to where the cloak is. Okay. And as his move action, he's going to grab it. Okay. You grab the skelter hide. As you do, you turn around and you hear bubbling behind you. Yep, I figured. Can you, you see a little bit of a... agility? I don't know. I don't. Yeah, because dimension door, you lose your actions, but yeah, you lose. Yeah, you lose. Okay, your... that's he, fine. She can, he can just grab it next turn, but yeah. Yeah. Maybe yeah, but you turn and you see a little a little oozy hand come out of the. It's like waving at you. Getting a little closer. <laughs> uh, that's hand. it for now. Because the ooze's initiative is bad. Um, <laughs> that brings us to Gideon, who I guess has no actions and is prone. Can't even stand up, right? Yeah, you lose all actions for the round and ends the turn prone. How do I take the thing to get the plus four to the check? I have no idea. It just says if the creature chooses to resist the efforts to move it, taking no other actions for the round, but like you don't get any actions. So like, is it an automatic plus four every round? Because <laughs> I don't like how this spell was worded. Um, we'll get to that next turn. Hursk, it's your turn. Oh, I understand. I get the plus four, but in the event I save, that's my whole action. If I don't get the plus four and I save, I can take my whole turn. Okay. Sounds I'm good. I'm assuming. Sounds acceptable enough. Yeah. That's a bad spell, man. It's a six-level spell. Bad six-level spell. Uh, that brings us to Hursk at the top of the round. Five foot step up and just peek, peek up the top. <laughs> see yep. what's going on. You see uh, Kieran disappear. You see Gideon is just on the ground, kind of floating slightly. Um, this uh, lady is is uh, standing there. She looks crazy. Hmm. Hmm. Gideon on his turn, shout out, you know, don't harm her, <laughs> basically. Oh, that takes an action. A free action still an action, don't right? Get no Actually, <laughs> technically, with no actions, you can't take a free action, even. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you get even The telekinesis prevents your mouth from moving. <laughs> moving. Right. Um, right. I'll accept it. We'll accept that raw and not <laughs> and just let the ability work, though. Okay. Ah, oh, I love terrible spells. <laughs> <laughs> Such a bad um, spell. Hurst will just kind of. Why did this come out? Stand there for a guide. moment. Okay. He's not going to do anything yet. Okay. He's very confused. That brings us to Jessup. Uh, Jessup will five foot step as well. Can he see over the railing? Can he see what's going on? Oh, that's no? like a wall. You okay. have to. Yeah. Jessup kind of. Jessup kind of leans into Hursk and whispers, I uh, still don't know what's going on. What are we doing? And that is his turn. Okay. That moves us to the first animated object. 
Oh. I'll just make uh, the other one. The table? Gideon, death, death Gideon. <laughs> Gideon, Gideon <laughs> you are on the ground when a one of the tables begins to move and charges at you. Okay. And this table is going to trample you. Okay. It's <laughs> a attempt. great mental image. Can I, can I can I attempt a reflex save? <laughs> This uh, is just like the scene from Beauty and the Beast spoilers at the, the end fight where the, all the furnitures are attacking. Yeah, so this is this is a uh, a unique animated object called an animated table. Uh, yeah, it has the trample special ability. So yeah, I could. Even though you are so telekinesis that your mouth can't move, technically, I guess you still get a reflex save. <laughs> We're playing raw, baby. <laughs> Yes, nothing says I don't. Because reflex, because saves don't, don't have actions. I don't know. That's, cor that's correct. That's what I deserve. I deserve oh, that man. for that level of cheese. <laughs> There's a degree of clarification that needs to be done on what action saves are. Okay. Yep. So you do not succeed on the on the attempt. So you take the full sixteen points of trample damage as this table just runs over you and stops right in front of Hursk. Hursk, you see a table charge up to you. My acid resistance surprise? No. This is just bludgeoning <laughs> damage. I think 16, you said? 16, yes. Uh, it is then Nava's turn. She will roll her confusion die. 31. What is that? Acts normal. 31 <laughs> is does nothing but babble incoherently. And her stat block says when she rolls when she rolls the result of Babel incoherently, she instead augments herself. Okay, so she will cast which of these spells is she gonna cast on herself? I like Babel incoherently a lot more, because she'd she just is, be like, Oh no, what did I do? What did she I is do? going to cast a spell on herself and you see her eyes begin to kind of faintly glow with an aura. And that'll be her turn. Is that by chance hopefully uh, does that mess up the uh telekinesis thing he's got? Like, is that a concentration check or something? Uh, the spell no. does not mention there being any sort of concentration check. It is Bumbers. just rounds yeah. per level. Yeah. It is dismissible, though. It is dismissible, yes. Sorry, I did go ahead and look up the spell since you That's... told us fine. <gasps> Meta gamer. I'm not oh terribly gosh. torn up about it. Um, Th this spell in particular, I realized, was going to need some second adventures. Yeah. Uh, so that'll be her turn. She might step away from you or something. Then the second table is going to trample over you. I'll detect a, attempt a second reflex save. Yeah, go ahead and do your, That's not going to do it. It makes sense. Okay. You shouldn't be able to succeed these, so I'm okay with this. <laughs> I'm fine with the two, but I'll still be, I'll still be a filthy metagamer. You take 13 points of damage as this table just tromples all over you. And it is Kieran's turn. Alright, Kieran will, as his move action, pick up the thing. Okay, unfortunately it's on such a complicated hook that it's ten full round actions to remove it from the... <laughs> yeah. oh. You guys just Good. see Kieran leaves yeah. and you never yeah. see what happens to him until you go Good. back downstairs and he's You really, really should have grabbed leg. that before you came Good. here. Good thinking! Sarah, but we don't award player creativity here. <laughs> um, yes, so as a move action, you can unhook it from the wall. It's just hung up there. I thought that cloak was oddly specific. Yeah, it was very I don't know what you're talking right. about. I will 
dimension door back up to a square adjacent to where... So she was here? Yes. All right, so then I will dimension door to... Roll a d3. Well, yeah. Yeah, roll a d8. Or if you wanted to go a specific direction, that's fine. No, no, no. One. One. So So that that would normally be here? This one? Okay, I will... I will DD to that okay. square. Right, and that's the rest of your actions for that yep. turn, I think. Yes. Okay. You bamf back into existence, and she, her eyes dart back over to you, and again, she's blinking like a crazy person. And she sees the cloak in your hand, and there's, like, she squints. It's like a level of recognition of what that is. Okay. There's almost like desire behind her eyes, but it there she it's only a flash and then again she's crazy. Okay. Um that is your turn. Brings us to Gideon. Uh she did not do anything on her turn cuz she well she didn't move you around uh, cuz she did her spell. So now you can do stuff, I guess. So scrolls uh take the casting time of the spell. They don't like preserve they don't save any extra economy yes. like a wand. Correct. They are identical to the spell. You don't have three rounds. You might have three rounds. Yeah. Well he'll stand up and grab his shield. And okay. step. <laughs> the tables will <laughs> attack you. Ah, uh, yes. Uh, I guess, can I grab my... Sh- well, they both provoked, so it doesn't matter. Yeah, so you you go to stand up, and the tables both swing around, and one of their legs tries to hit you in the head. Um, so I will add the plus four for prone to their attack roll, so I'll just do it to my end. So just your normal uh, AC, and this will be a 22 to hit, and a 22 to hit. Uh, so Oof that's miss. not gonna do anything. You you feel table legs just aggressively slamming into your plate mail. Whatever. You're still able to stand up. <laughs> Maybe I have an invocation that just you know heals you know other people and gives them good good sanity. Yes. Yeah. Mm, I don't. <laughs> that brings us back to Hersk. Well, real quick, oh. I'll just divine touch. Okay. And five foot step, so a three d six. Yeah. So move action to stand up, standard action to pick up the thing, swift action to heal, and then free action five foot step. That's beautiful though. Sixteen. Okay. Yeah. Okay. First, go right. look back at Jessup and go. Uh, I, I don't. I don't. I don't understand. There's moving furniture, uh, babbling woman. Uh, Karen's popping in and out of existence. I don't. I don't. I don't know what's happening. And he's just gonna stand there. <laughs> okay. He's so confused. To be Roll fair, for from, his pers- <laughs> from his perspective, it is a little. What is going just on? Just Gideon during his turn happening? to move, express the don't attack her thing now, or? Yeah, yeah he would have. Okay. Yeah, I'd assumed that. But yeah. does he say not to attack the tables? No, he doesn't specify that. You can <laughs> kill the tables for all he cares. I can kill some tables. Yeah. Tables um, aren't inanimate objects, man. They're fine. Tear into them. So <laughs> actually, they're animate objects. Rip they are apart. animate. There you go. Hey, that's true. Um, they are. They're, they're sentient. Literally... Sentient <laughs> tables. Do they have moving, feelings? Moving does not mean sentient. Cars move. That's fair. After, Hurst. Smart cars. Oh. 
we have Jessup. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> Got him! Uh, just say you delay or something. Jessup. <laughs> Jessup, I have no idea. Shit, throwing tables at us! And uh, I guess if uh, Periscate doing nothing, he, he doesn't know. He's yeah. gonna inspire some courage. He doesn't know what's going on. <laughs> he will inspire courage. Okay. So he's gonna start performance. Okay. Well, I feel great. Right, that that adds to the the confusion going on because now Jessup's like doing a rock ballad in the background while the tables run around attacking people. Yeah. You and guys, crazy know what you woman. need to do. I'm not sure. <laughs> that brings us to the tables. Uh, one of the tables is going to begin to charge down at you guys, uh, and as it begins to get onto the steps and charge over you. Uh, one of its legs misses a step and it begins to just topple down the stairs because it's a table. Sounds um, like me. <laughs> <laughs> I hate it when one of my legs misses the stair. Yeah, uh, I know what that's like. So both of you can roll a reflex save to avoid the trampling table down the staircase. My Does problem the table is get that... a reflex save to not fall? <laughs> uh, how can it trip, Jason? It has four legs. I thought that they had a very good... CMD. Uh, what is their CMD? Out of curiosity, my toes happen to have like a magnetic attraction to my stairs. If it's, they were both, its CMD is twenty-four versus trip. That's wow. not too bad. Twenty-four. That's its own trip. You have to roll trip against its own CMD. That's that's beatable. <laughs> um, so Jessup, you succeed, and Justin, you fail. Great. So Justin, you're going to take thirteen <laughs> points of damage. And, uh, Jessup, you only take six. Now, Hursk, he's fine. But Justin, make sure you take that. You take 13 points of damage. I would like you to inflict 13 points of damage to yourself. Justin, go throw yourself down the stairs to make us happy. Right. I, I am an advocate of true immersion in these games. Right. I mean, for a commoner, isn't 13 damage basically almost dead? Just touch your <laughs> wife. Can you come upstairs and throw a table at me, please? <laughs> please throw a table. Jump off of a 15-story building and hopefully land okay. <laughs> okay, that brings us to Nava, who's going to roll for confusion. That is a 48, which is uh, another buff spell, so she's going to cast... Oh, what's she going to do this time? She's already done she's, mage armor. She's already done she's shield. She's really buffing. Wow, that's a Ooh, lot of spoilers. Uh, she did that one. She is going to cast... Okay, she's going to cast a spell on herself. You see a a, uh, a kind of a shimmering, bluish, crackling aura surround her. She gives the table mage armor. That is her turn. That brings us to the other table, which is going to trample the other two of you. So you can both roll reflex saves, or you can make a tax of opportunity now. Uh, Gideon doesn't have a weapon, so he can't. Uh, Kieran I can make an unarmed strike. Boom, punch it. I'm yeah, not trained in I, it, though. Yeah, I don't think either of you have your weapons drawn, actually, so... That'll just be a reflex save, then. 15, uh, that'll so. be a fail from Gideon. Kieran, what's your reflex save? Uh, uh, not good, probably. It is a... 10! Well, fail! <laughs> that's, that's classic, classic fail. Both of you take 12 points of damage. I like to think that as the table is coming to trample, he just holds the cloak out like a like a matador and 
And the table just comes in and hits him instead of the cloak. And the cloak... Uh, oh, I was going to say, if it hit the cloak, the cloak snags on the table and is ripped from your grasp. And oh, no. <laughs> How much damage was that? Uh, twelve? Twelve. I think I rolled a three on the die, so twelve. Yikes. That brings us to Kieran. Okay, what's check to try to put this cloak on her? I Does expected like you to check? ask that question. Are you guys a grapple? Problem so, is, her CMD is, like, mega buffed now. There is a great deal of interaction with this question. Oh, great. One, because, yes, you're going to have to roll a CMB versus her CMD to try to do it. I would make it probably a full round action. But the really curious thing goes is that she's already wearing a cloak. Ooh. Oh. oh, in the cloak slot. Yeah. Like the shoulder slot? Like a, oh, like a cloak. Oh, so janky. So I feel like you'd have to take the cloak off. <laughs> oh, that's... Before uh, you yeah. could put the cloak on. No, I didn't wear multiple cloaks. Yeah, but they were flavor yeah. cloaks. They were uh, flavor cloaks. So I would say probably a CMB check okay. versus her CMD. Okay. And Technically you a could... steal yeah, it would technically be a steal, but you're... It's technically two separate actions. Wouldn't you need to that s- still just be a CMB versus a CMD, though? Yeah. yeah. She doesn't have a weapon out, so she can't provoke. So it's Combat. not like you have to worry about that. So I'm pretty sure even if you don't have the improved steel feet, it doesn't really matter. It is, Yeah, but it would be... I feel like I shouldn't... I feel like... Mage armor and shield shouldn't care if I am stealing something. <laughs> yeah, you can att- attempt to take an item from a foe as a standard action. Uh, this can be used in melee to take any item that is neither held nor hidden. Nope, steel can't do I can't do clothing. So I guess you just have to grapple them first, technically. But we're not going to do that. We're just going to. I would I would allow. I would allow, as a full round action, you can do a CMB versus your CMD to try to tear the cloak off. Um, okay. 24. 24 will actually beat her CMD. I okay. don't know if they buffed her CMD using shield or mage armor or if they're just using the I don't think the they base. do because they don't buff my CMD. So. But I'm looking at the stat block and the stat block says that it is less than 24, so it sounds like a success. I should hope so because mine's less than 24. So that'd be pretty... Bear in mind to all of you, I will never allow this sort of thing to be used in normal combats. I will never try this in normal combats, so <laughs> well, you just, don't have to just, worry. I'm not letting you just walk up to creatures Sarah, and steal their wonders items. On. Any, any yeah. uh, wizard or something that we're fighting, we're going to put one of our cloaks of resistance plus ones on them. See, here, Jace, yeah. I thought you were or setting a precedent where I'd just be like, oh, well, you just let it be a full round action last time. Okay, I don't know okay. why. How about this? <laughs> How about I just this? can't take his divine helm of might. Like, how about this? I don't see... Yeah. When you are fighting creatures who are mechanically insane, I will allow you as a full round action to attempt to take one wondrous item from their person. Deal. I accept this as. as uh, but only when they are insane. Well, it's not oh, like man. I want her cloak. I just don't want her to have it. <laughs> so anyway, <laughs> I I guess I'm able Whoa. to like. Yeah, you you, you grab the cloak that she has and you kind of like tear at it and I 
She's super disheveled. Half her stuff is like barely fastened on or tied correctly, so you're able to tear the cloak off. Okay, and maybe I, I'm next gonna turn. throw it into the square where the table is. So okay, the table. Let me let me adjust the what? table saving throws. <laughs> the table no, now no. has a cloak no. of resistance plus no. two noted. No, what are you doing? What are you doing? Oh, you're giving the cloak of resistance. I see. I thought you were giving the the one that we need. I was like, yeah. what? Okay, now it is Gideon's turn. Uh, easy there. Uh, he'll uh, try to take the cloak. I'm assuming uh, Kieran will hand it to him. And Obviously, he will. Wait, why? Why, why is that he? obvious? Will no. he? I, uh, <laughs> I, Gideon's I, over here getting trampled by tables and getting thrown at me. I'm not. No, I'm holding on to the cloak. I would love so much for you to give him the cloak, and then she does the telekinesis again. Yeah, and throws him across the room. Well, he was just going to five foot step, and yeah. if you would hand him the cloak, he would take it and then put it on her. But if not, that's fine. <laughs> well, you wouldn't have a full round action left. Why not? Because it would be a move action to grab it from him. Okay. Grab the cloak, to hand off the cloak. Uh, to hand off the cloak, you're saying. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, then I won't. And uh, he'll just... Yeah, I'll just... He'll just delay then. Your, no... Can you aid in the grapple attempt? Uh, I guess you could, yeah, technically. Uh, yeah, so if, I... you, if you step to be adjacent to both of them, you can roll a, a CMB to try to aid her. Adjacent? Or you have to be adjacent like to that? both of them, I believe, normally. Okay, so then we'll go like there, and we'll do that. CMB? CMB, yeah. There okay. you go. So, you'll have a plus two on the next round, Kieran. Okay. That brings us to the top of the round. We've got Hursk. A table just flew past you and is now tumbling down the steps. Technically, it would be, like, way down here, but... Uh, that was strange. And Hursk will just kind of step up into the room. Okay. And continue to watch this unfold. Not sure if he can help, Okay. Jessica, it is your turn. Grapple, though. Uh, je- where'd the other table go? Oh, okay. Disappeared up on that. Uh, Jessup will stand where he is, and he will hold the line, Gideon style, against <laughs> the other table. So he will move action, pull out his item dagger. And with his buckler, and he will total defense, waiting for that table to come back. Gideon, no style. Uh, and he'll also drop performance, so she'll linger. The table begins to climb the steps. Oh no! Wait, what? And logically speaking, <laughs> it shouldn't Wait, be able to do this. Yeah. Tables can't climb stairs. What are you talking about? It can, it can, it's animated. It can move. Ooh, time. This animated table walks up to you. It tries to slap you in the face with one of its legs. We have been playing this as strictly raw as possible. <laughs> that is a 24 to slap you in the face with its wooden leg. Ah, joke's on you. Missed. With total defense. Didn't have the angle. Moves on to Nava. Roll her die again. 27. What is a 27? Is that the same thing as before? 
Let me check. I, for some reason, I got it. Yes, I mean Pathfinder confusion, not general confusion. Um, <laughs> 27 is the same thing as before. So she will buff herself again with another spell. Did we ever get into a fight? She'd really have some sustain. Oh, if you guys <laughs> wanted to legit fight her right now, she is so buffed. Serious staying power. I should be able to attack of opportunity with a grapple check. <laughs> no. No. That's it is an attack roll. No. It, requi- it requires feet investment. I don't like that idea that it always sets a precedent, but that one's pretty, pretty straightforward. Yeah. The other table. Gonna trample all three of you. You can roll reflex saves. I bet you has, like, improved bull rush. 15. So Gideon succeeds, Kieran fails, and Hursk, what do you get? I run away! Um, eh, one second. Eh, there we go. 16, that'll fail. Oh my goodness. Hursk and Kieran take 13 damage, and Gideon takes 6. <laughs> Dies because of my table by a table. Death oh. by table. Dumb ways to die. That brings us to Kieran. So okay, many dumb ways um, to die. I missed this last round, but does Inspire Courage, since it it increases attack, does it work for CMB? Yes. Yeah. CMB okay. rolls are attack rolls, yes. Okay, so let me modify that then. Plus Did you two. pull a Justin? I, yeah, I didn't hear you say that you did inspire courage. What? Um, I even had a chance. I even, I actually said I boosted you guys. That's all right. I mean, it might automatically do it in the sheet. I don't know. It didn't. I had to add CMB, okay. but it should be good now. So now, full round really? action to grapple her. Well, you're just trying to wrap her in the cloak, pretty much. Yeah, pretty so, much. Yeah, go so... ahead and roll your CMB. I will get a plus two from Gideon. Yes. 19. That's trash. 19 is not going to do it. You try to throw this cloak over her, but she kind of shrugs away, and you're not able to get it around her. Okay. All right. It is now Gideon's turn. my turn. Can I... grapple her? No, I don't want to do that. Uh, I do want to do that. Try to get her not attacking us, if that's possible. Sure. And we will go ahead and roll um, the Divine Touch. Healing 9. Nice. Okay. And And roll your combat maneuver... CMB. If you just type in CMB, Sarah, the buff worked correctly. Yes. Okay, beautiful. Yes, it did. Twenty-nine. That'll succeed on the grapple. He's trying to be as careful as possible, but he just wants to make it so that she doesn't like lash out or cast a spell or something. Okay. So she is now grappled. Noted. Let me add that condition. Does that change your CMD? It does. It should lower it. It does indeed. Yeah. It does indeed. Okay. Indeed. Hersk, it is your turn. 
One second. <laughs> Child. Unacceptable. How dare you have responsibilities? He pulls out his bow and he shoots her in the forehead. We can. I don't know why we're wasting all this much time. He says. Rapid shot. <laughs> Deadly, Deadly aim. Deadly aim. Oh, man. Rapid shot. Text Point blank shot. <laughs> <laughs> Navi, right? Yes. Nava. That reminds uh, me. Uh, Navi is a different game. Yeah. Pathfinder beginner box. It says that you should, whenever you use power attacks, shout power attack. <laughs> and I always just thought that was hilarious. Because could so you imagine your fighters saying that every single time? power attack? So she's not grappled yet, right? She is. No, grappled. she is. Oh, she is grappled now. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Goomba Goomba power attack. Um... He'll just move here for now. Okay. The table will attempt an attack of opportunity. Okay. That is an 18. <laughs> table hits you in the knee. <laughs> right in the big toe. Jessup, it is your turn. All right, table. <laughs> See what you got. Jessup will. The great ballad of Jessup versus the table. Two attacks. Okay. Crush the table. This is gonna be bad. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you critted a table. Oh yeah. I splintered it. Both. Okay. You attack the table and uh, you feel that you have definitely scratched it, but it is an object with hardness. So you oh. realize that very little of what you did. Hurt it? Oh, no. I only scratched the surface. I'm dead. That instant death. Power will bring kill. us. Classic bard. I'm surprised. Um, can can I do a knowledge check on that chair? Or no. the table? Can I do like a knowledge nature check to see what it was made out of or something? Do I get knowledge furniture? Uh, <laughs> yeah, you can roll a knowledge nature to figure out what wood it is. Oh, really? Hello. Okay, you hear me now. It is yes. mahogany. Oh, I feel so bad about doing the damage now. It is uh, a very, very nice table. Is it Mwangi mahogany? Probably. That, uh, yeah, mahogany. that appeared That appeared in the book that I was reading, the Pathfinder tale and Magnamar. They had an imported Mwangi mahogany. <laughs> I was like, that's fun to say. Fancy. Yeah, it's some fancy it's stuff. To the table, he's going to step up and try to hit Hersk. Natural 20. Oh! Kieran makes a note to loot these tables after this combat. <laughs> he always was a man of fine taste. 17 will <laughs> oh. not confirm. All the way from Milwaukee. <laughs> you take or 7 points one. of damage, Hursk. No, I don't think I will. Big I'm that, sorry, Jason. make that 10, because these are yes. unique. They're not the normal animated tables, so make that 10 damage. Okay, 30. Okay. I'm going to die by table. Nava <laughs> is going to roll... Insanity. <gasps> that is an 11. What's an 11? That's an act normally, isn't it? What does she do on act normally? She let uh, put your cloak on her. On a result of act normally, she attempts to use restraints. Okay. So she's going oh, no. to attempt to cast a spell. 
is going to Can be she cast a. Spells if she's grappled? It is a concentration check. I believe the DC is ten plus the grappler's CMB plus the spell level. So this is a fourth level spell. So fourteen plus whatever, uh, whatever Gideon's CMB is. This I is think she can, um, as long as it doesn't have somatic component. It's... Yeah, so she can't... The only spells which can be cast while grappling or pinned are those without somatic components and whose material components, if any, you have in hand. Even yeah. so, you must make a concentration check. DC 10 plus the grappler CMB plus the level of the spell you're casting or you lose the spell. Yeah, and you have to have had them in hand so you can't, like, get them from your component pouch or whatever. Let me look for any of these that don't have somatic... Dimension door. They all have That'd somatic... That would be really bad. Yeah, that's why I, you know, it's kind of Black like Tentacles of has somatic and material. Black Tentacles! <laughs> that no. really, that would have really made this combat really bad. Baleful that Polymorph has verbal and somatic. Baleful Polymorph! Flesh what? to Stone has verbal, somatic, and material. Yeah, Cloud no, Kill has not. verbal, somatic. I grappled her! This was on purpose! Wait, Gideon, did you give up casting Restoration? Was I? Did you yeah. just give up casting Restoration? I have to. It's three rounds. I never started casting. Oh, I pulled out the okay. scroll. It's three rounds. There's no way... Yeah. Because he'd have to roll concentration checks each time he took trample damage. Yeah. <laughs> um, so, yes, she goes to try to cast one of those awful spells, but can't do any of them because none of them are verbal only. To my great dismay, as those would have been very interesting. Um, Unfortunately, the game works as intended. <laughs> so I guess she doesn't do anything. That brings us to the other table, which will try to attack Jessup with a miss. Which brings us to Kieran again. Okay, Kieran will try to put the cloak on her. Yep, she is grappled. that to be CMB? Yep, CMB. Okay. 32. Natural Wait. 20. Natural 20. We did it. 32 will succeed. You throw the cloak over her. Gideon, you're grappling her and you're kind of trying to like look her in the eyes, trying to calm her down. And as soon as this cloak goes around her, it almost like the claws of the cloak actually kind of loop together. And it's almost like they self tie in a sense to like fasten it to her. And as this occurs, you see the frantic expression on her face dim. And she seems to be mostly normal. Well, and it's your turn. What table's you still attacking us? Yeah, give me a quick sec. <laughs> two seconds, two seconds, two seconds. Okay, got it. So, uh, remind me, how long did Kieran say this would last? Like a minute or two? Uh, when you identified the cloak, you recognized that its effects could be used for 15 minutes a day. Okay. Uh, welcome back, Nava. We're going to do our best to try to um, help you here. Uh, can you stop the tables? And I'll point to them. Okay. We will see what she does in her turn. Yeah. And we'll just delay through until then. Brings us to Hursk. You hear Gideon talking there. Uh, the tables yep. are still there. You don't know what they're going to do. Just delay. Okay. Uh, Jessup, anything? Uh, Jessup will five-foot step up there, total defense, and, ah, this table's a little hotter than I thought. Okay. What is that, a nice mahogany? Yes. Yeah. 
Long game mahogany. Imported all the way from Magnamar to near Mathis. That brings us to the first table, which goes before Nava, so it attacks Hursks, but it misses with a natural five, which then brings us to Nava, who she kind of looks over in the direction, and you see her mouth open as she's about to speak, but instead it's just kind of like a growling, hissing. It's like... (laughs) And she kind of waves her hand, and the table's seem to calm down. And that's where we'll end the initiative. Nice. Combat has ended. Oh, excellent. She kind of looks back to you, Gideon, just a slight nod, just... Wow. Uh, Would, yes. uh, comprehend languages actually work for me to understand her animal growling? I don't think so, because it's not a language. Yeah. <laughs> um. What if she knows sign language? She does not. She doesn't know that. It's okay. not in her languages, no. Because actually we could have used... Oh, I don't have that. Never mind. She uh, speaks yeah. Hallet. He'll, he'll pull out the scroll that he was going to have cast. Uh, I have some healing magics that might be able to help you, uh, but it's not a guarantee. Are you certain there's nothing here that we can use to bring you back to your normal state? Could I cast tongues on her? Would that work? No. Darn it. Alright, well, you'll have to trust me, but I promise we're here to help. We're we're friends of Tom's. And, uh... He'll do an invocation of Purify. Okay. Which will grant her a plus two sacred bonus on all saving throws and then he'll expend both of the scrolls he has of restoration okay so you cast the first scroll of restoration and uh what would be the minimum caster level for that it's a fourth level it's a fourth for for a a palette yeah ninth level caster yeah okay so that would reduce the dc by nine uh which is not enough you cast the second scroll of restoration reduces it by another nine that is enough. And not to mention the plus, with the plus two as well, yeah. Technically, could have cast resistance on her since she. Well, she's not her. making she, she's not making a safe. Casting restoration reduces the DC. Oh, I if see. you reduce the DC to zero, they're cured. They don't I actually see. make the save or anything. I see. So I will not expend an invocation if that's Too late. okay. Too late. Ah, loser. Here, I was thinking, I was like, wait, can uh, she resist restoration? Because you just boosted her her ability scores <laughs> and then watch her roll and resist the restoration. <laughs> so you use the second scroll. Both of them kind of evaporate from your hand after you've casted them. And she kind of nods to herself and she unfastens the skelter hide, takes it off and kind of hands it to Kieran. She says, thank you. I was not myself for a while there. I don't say that isn't normal behavior to set your tables on visitors. Yes, I, I apologize. I have been a bit paranoid as of late, and I maybe He's like uh, wiping blood from his eyes. <laughs> I set up a couple defenses just in case. Right. What the well, heck happened here? Thankfully, your pets didn't do anything to harm us. Hilmer's all right. 
yeah, yeah, he's he's fine. There's two others, smaller ones that are all right. There's the uh, strange clockwork creature that Robin, didn't yes. seem to want to do anything with or want to have anything to do with us. Uh, yeah, she's very particular about her work. Oh yeah, right. I think I may have angered your forge creature a little bit. What, uh, what forge creature? The the thing that's living in the forge downstairs. There's nothing living in my forge downstairs. What are you talking about? Oh, there's definitely ex- something yeah, there. Explain what it is. You explain that there's a shard slag, and she kind of like she kind of like has like that realization and kind of, oh, marvelous. Yes, okay. I have to deal with that at some point. Okay, yeah, makes sense. Um, to answer your question about what happened here, um, uh, I don't know how much time has passed in my mania, but some days, maybe weeks ago, it's hard to say, I, my tower was attacked by, uh, I hate to call her this, but my mother. Um, she... I guess, thought it was about time to collect her daughter with all of the commotion going on in the uh, Hollow Hills recently. We had a bit of a battle, and I managed to fend her off. I chased her away with a couple fireballs, but she managed to hit me with a spell just before she left, and it, well, it reduced me to the state that you saw me in. The past couple days or whatever, I've been frantically running around my tower trying to make sure I'm secure. I thought for sure she had transformed me into whatever she is. Is she exactly? She's a hag. She is a blood hag. Oh, how delightful. Yes, I would... Well, I'm not proud of my lineage, but yes, if you haven't figured (laughs) it out yet, I'm I'm a changeling. I don't let everyone know that, but... Well, I'll have to keep that in mind, that fireballs work on unruly parents. Well, yes. If it has to come to that, they can be quite useful. For what it's worth, Narvai, you did more than resist her call. You even fought back. It's noble indeed. Yes. Well, I've been studying for decades now on how to handle this sort of transformation. Kieran will pick up her cloak that he took off and hand it back to her. Sorry Uh, for being so forceful. No, that's fine. Thank you. I could have gone much worse had you not done that. I still have flesh to stone and baleful polymorph prepared. Yeah, no, I'm glad you didn't get those off. Yeah, I'm very glad you didn't get those off. (laughs) I was going for a black tentacles, but I couldn't do that either because you were grabbing me. That also would have wouldn't really have been just really, slowed down the combat. Really, really bad. Yeah. yeah. You're lucky. The first round when I rolled the act normally, it was either enemy hammer or flesh to stone, and it went with enemy hammer. So. Yeah, that's. Yeah. yeah thank you. For and with that. your saving yeah, was... throw, you would have failed as well. So. Oh yeah, I would have. Uh, I would have been stone, and uh, yeah. I would have. I would have been really bad. Well, <laughs> it would have been anyway. hard to fight me too. I have stone skin, cat's grace, mage armor, and shield on already. I That's heard you excessive. coming with my alarm spell. That's a bit excessive, you know. Uh, yes. Right. But anyway, we're... Well, let me start. I'm Kieran, by the way. Uh, we've come from Longshadow. The mayor, Crawbert, sent us. He's worried about you. Hasn't heard from you. Sent messengers who we found downstairs. 
I think they got a bit of a fright from your pets, but they're fine otherwise. Yes, I I haven't attended to Hilmer and his siblings in a while. They're probably a little restless. Um, ah, yeah, I must I must have been suffering from this mania for quite some time. If even Mayor Tom thought to check up on me. To say it, I don't know how much time you've lost, but we're under a bit of a time crunch. Uh, Longshadow is going to be attacked by the Iron Fang Legion here in, in any day now. So we've come kind of with a dual purpose. We're hoping that maybe you can come back and help us defend the city. Yes, uh, well, if it's if it's in that dire of circumstances, yes, I'd be more than happy to. Um, I've, I've helped the city multiple times in the past. We have a decent business relationship. Um, yes, I, I'd be more than happy to offer my aid, and perhaps I could bring Robin and Hilmer along. Is there anything you need settled here before you're good to go? Uh, I, I do not believe so, no. Um, no, I, I think I'm, I'm good now that I've been broken free. The shards slag you mentioned, I it's probably fine there for the time being, as long as I don't let anybody in that room. Yeah, actually, there's uh, another task maybe you can help us with. Uh, we kind of maybe have a uh, Shabbatour of sorts in uh, Longshadow, kind of being a pain in the keister. I don't know if there's anything you could do to help with that. I think it, uh, it can appear like us. It, it's kind of taking off forms and, and uh, causing some trouble while we're trying to mount some defenses. So I'm not sure if it's has an innate ability to uh, change its form or just some magical spells of sorts, but we, we need to find this guy within the city before he disrupts too much of our efforts. Yes, that, that does sound like a very complex situation. Well, I don't know if I have much prepared right now that could be of aid, but uh, the next time I rest, I could perhaps prepare... Uh, I, I do have sea invisibility now, but I could do maybe sea alignment or... Uh, perhaps a dispel magic or, or some maybe a greater dispel magic would be able to resist whatever effect they're using. I don't I don't know exactly what effect this is you're speaking of, but there's a couple of things that I could try. But I I would need to I would need to be faced with the creature for such things to work. I could do a locate creature, but again, if we don't know what the creature is, it'd hardly be useful. Gotcha. Well, something to keep in mind, I suppose. Yes, um, well, yes, I, I, as I said, I'm more than happy to aid. You said that it was a, a very, uh, short time frame that we have to work with, so were you planning to leave immediately, or were you going to spend some time here and rest? I, I do apologize the wounds you've taken. I, I don't have much healing that I can give you, but you could rest here if you'd like. I don't know if that's wise. We probably should be getting back if we can um, if. I don't know if we can heal up quickly you've got some potions still can take but if you're ready and able to go uh, I think it's wise if we were to make haste alright very well I can come along with you or perhaps you'll travel faster than I will if you've brought any sort of transportation but I can follow along behind easily enough Right, well, we... that sounds good to me. Probably we should. Horse and wagon. I'm sure we can. Yeah, we have race, but... four horses, right? Yes, but I, I sincerely doubt anything that you bring will be able to manage Hilmer. Oh, that's very valid. 
I'll probably leave him to you. But it as might long take as... A, a little bit to convince Robin to put her work down and come along with me as well. But... <laughs> well, you, uh, you know the way to get there. Um, yes, like I'm I said, we're... It really... It could be... Any day? I can't remember what day we're on. We may have, like, two days left. Oh, you have way more than two days. Oh, we've got okay, plenty we of time. You've got, like, yeah. five or six days. Oh, all right. He said, well, it's definitely going to be within the next week, so um, we probably should be getting back. We've got some things that we can do to help the townsfolk prepare and help the, the city prepare, plus we've got this saboteur that we've got to try to hunt down. So I think it'd be best if we make our way, and if you need to do any preparations here and... If you want to bring your friends in tow, then your help would be much appreciated. But yes. I apologize for not being able to stick around. No, that is fine. I understand. I will gather my things. I'll tend to Robin and Hilmer, and we will be there probably by tonight. I don't know what time it is right now, but by the end of the day. Well, we uh, appreciate it. And then, uh, yeah, I think our top priority now is to try to take care of the saboteur. So I guess... Anything, I know it's a lot to ask, Vio, but uh, anything that you could do to maybe help us figure this out would be best for Longside or Shake. Absolutely, yes. I will I will do whatever I can. And as thanks for saving me, of course, if you find anything of use in the tower, feel free. Help yourself. Permission to loot granted! <laughs> Mortal immunity! <laughs> Kieran's going to begin to leave the tower. And as yeah, you begin to walk so. down, she'll actually call back. The, oh, um, also, there was a gift that I had been planning to give uh, the mayor next time I was in. Um, perhaps you could bring it with you and get there sooner than I. It's under my bed. We will do this. And we can we certainly take that. Yep, so Jessup... He's going to go back to that potion room that uh, Hersk found. Indeed. Got. Yeah, so again, the potions in that room, uh, maybe I can just select and paste them. See if this works or not. Kind of. Uh, those are all the potions that were in that room. Uh, if you take some time to appraise, you also find these uh, components. Ooh, interesting. Kieran, were you gonna take the tables? <laughs> yeah. He'll he'll come back for those another day. <laughs> 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 he probably would take some potions just to drink now. Um Yeah, just would heal naturally tomorrow. He didn't take much damage. Plus I have spells to heal because we didn't I haven't used any spells, so I can I right. can exhaust a bunch of spell slots. Yeah, so if I do... Let me do two moderate wounds. So that's, what, 4d8 plus 6? Yeah, for two cure mod. For two yeah. potions. Alright, that's First, how much damage did you take? Uh, I am at 37. I'm gonna take one more. Uh, Jessup will hit you with a cure serious. Oh! <gasps> Do it. That was All right. atrocious. Do, do better. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I'll expend the last of my wand of cure light wounds. Okay. Is that better for you, Hersk? Oh, that's well. Better. That's only fitting. Yeah. 
Nice. I feel much better. Not because of Gideon. <laughs> well, this is I'm healing myself, so. Oh, oh yeah. well, good. <laughs> get get what you deserve, I guess. Are you, yeah. are you are you back to full Hursk? I am. Okay. Do you need I, some Gideon? I I I yeah, it's out of the party wand now. <laughs> well, I figured I haven't used any spell slots, and I'm hoping we don't get into any combat. But yeah, so let's do that. Um. All right. So, how much are you down? Oh, not much. Like uh, forty seventy-two minus forty-seven, whatever that is. I don't math. I uh, bardic performance. Twenty-five. I'm down now nine or less, so I can just heal that up in a nice rest. We're good. Yeah, I figured. Okay. Yeah. You don't. Do you need any more gear? Or you just chugging potions? No, my there? potions took me up to. I'm only down one. So. I forgot you don't like spells cast on you. <laughs> spell resistance. I'm gonna get that spell. I'm gonna cast it on myself. So, yes, you have successfully saved Nava. So And we didn't kill any of her pets. Correct. Go us. And ones that we didn't realize were not her pets. Right. <laughs> you are <laughs> yep. probably wondering what that gets you. Level well, 14? Let me Level tell up. you. No. Oh. Don't be ridiculous. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. No. You stupid. Man, you made me feel like crap there. Yeah, I got shut down real fast. I, I apologize. Nava's I presence grants Long Shadow an additional 25 defense points. Wow. That brings you to 97. In addition, kills her. her bizarre pets that survived, Hilmer the Owlbear and Robin the Clockwork Mage, each provide an additional 10. Wow. So you are now at... 117 defense points. We'll live forever. We're probably going to get back and find the entire wall has been torn down. Yes. Well, this was quick. We were not here very long, so we can now go deal with this. Yeah, we can go deal with the saboteur pretty much in the same day. So we're back to the uh, suspense. Well, Well, by the time you get there, it's going to be like 8 o'clock. Ah, yeah, right. right, right. But still, we we can start figuring out who it is. So, can, can she cast the invisibility on one of us now? Yeah, but it's not going to last that long. No, no, no. I know. Do you know how long? Uh, I believe the invisibility is 10 minutes per level. Yeah, 10 minutes per level. That's sufficient enough. I guess my goal is, you know, because talking with, with Kieran, you know, we think that potentially the saboteur followed us. So I guess if I guess, you know, one of us gets hit with the invisibility while we're riding back, we can at least make sure that it's not in okay. her vicinity. It'll get you most of the way, because uh, with her caster level, that will last you 110 minutes, so almost two hours. Okay. So I don't care who it's cast on. Probably the one more perceptive, maybe Hursk. I think Hursk is the most perceptive among us. Yeah, I only plus have... with the dark vision. Um, so I think if she's okay with casting that, do it on her so he can make sure he scouts around. So on our way back with the wagons, I think that we can then converse. Okay. <clears throat> okay. She'll do that. And you begin to make your way back towards Longshadow. You're following the trail that you came to uh, from Longshadow originally, the small little dirt trail. And as you're going, you get about an hour. So you're like a third of the way back or something like that. You're pretty close to uh, halfway. And you see something in the distance. And by distance, I mean it's like a hundred or so feet from the trail. So it's like a ways, but it's, it's visible. It looks like the aftermath of some sort of battle. Oh. You see, it appears to be like 
maybe two dozen bodies strewn about the ground in an area, like I said, a hundred feet or so away from the path. And it looks like three figures are still standing. Uh, one of them appears to be very short, and the other two appear to be regular height. And this is like a hundred feet away. Is it dark yet? It's not dark, but it's starting to get dim, so you can't make out the details from this distance very easily. Alright, as we start to come closer, Kieran's going to cast a communal dark vision on Gideon, Jessup, and myself. Just as it starts to get darker. Okay. You said this is off the path, right? It is off the path. It's like 100 okay. feet off the path, yeah. Oh, whoa, whoa. What is, uh, what's going on over there? I'm not sure, but it doesn't look good. Uh, yeah. Maybe we should get out and see what's going on. Hopefully it's no more Legion nonsense today. I can't tell. One of them looks shorter. I can't tell if they're hobgoblins, though. Probably should approach with caution, and he will unsheath his glaive. Okay. You begin to approach this group of bodies, and then the three creatures that are still alive. You get closer... And as you get to within, like, 50, 60 feet, the three that are standing up kind of turn, and they notice you, and you see the shorter one kind of tilt his head a little bit, kind of waves in your direction, and once you get close enough, you have dark vision to, to go out. You can actually make, you recognize uh, two of these figures, the third one you don't recognize, but you recognize, I'll move you, uh, so that you can see this whole battle that took place and see if you can recognize who those people are or not. Cobrin? Oh, wow. Oh. Cobb and, um... Yeah, so, no. okay. That is not actually Cobb. That was just my generic oh. ranger no, token. No, you tricked me! <laughs> so, uh. yes, you do, you do recognize Aubrin, and you also recognize Sirio. Uh, Sirio's oh. the shorter guy who's kind of cocking his head and waving at you. Uh, the oh, other yes, person is some rangers. Uh, yeah. The other person is just a generic ranger. It's not actually Cobb. Oh, Cobb. So many, many Cobbs on the ground. <laughs> but yeah, as you look around, you see there are the corpses of two minotaurs. It looks like maybe six or so hobgoblins, and then maybe like nine or ten rangers. It looks like. And it looks like this was a big battle that took heavy losses on both sides. But Sirio and Aubrin, being higher level, and then this other dude, uh, managed to... Lucky dude. Yeah, managed to make it out. And you see that they look like most of their wounds have probably been healed over. You do know that Aubrin is a cleric and whatnot. Um, so it looks like they've kind of been recovering from the aftermath of this battle, assessing the situation, sort of. Uh, and you guys showed up on that trail, and as you recognize them, they kind of wave, Serial kind of waves to you, and he says, I fancy meeting you way out here. What? That is a coincidence. What are you doing out here? I guess we could ask you the same thing. Well, we got your message. Uh, you needed help over here in Longshadow, so... We came out, uh, Cobb's still, you know, back in, uh, the fort, but we came out, I, I brought Auburn with me, and we had, like, a dozen of us who made it to town, and we heard, uh, there was a, what do you call it, a report that 
a scout, uh, a group of scouts had been noticed. You know, we figured, like, our job here was to help Long Shadow fight the Legion, so we volunteered to go out and chase him down. Uh, I'll admit, wasn't necessarily expecting those two, any kind of points in the direction of the Minotaurs. Uh, yeah, we weren't uh, fully prepared for exactly what that was going to be. Um, so unfortunately, we took a couple more losses than I would have liked, but um, some of us survived. It's true. We, we've seen more beasts than just minotaurs. Uh, many monstrous types joined the ranks of the Legion and, and magical beasts and all, all kinds of things. Ah, well, at least there's good news. Huh. Ah, good to see you again. And we're, are we on the horses still? We'll get down and join them. Uh, you can, if you want to be on the horses. I don't know if you approached on foot or if you approached on the horses. Whatever well, it is, we'll close. We kind of parked the horses and the wagons on yeah. the trail. Or yeah, we'll off. close the distance. Auburn kind of, like, looks in your direction again. Uh, she's just vaguely looking in your direction. And she kind of nods and she says, It's good to see that you all are, well, for the most part, better. Uh, she's kind of looking. And again, she's not completely blind. But she sees um, Hursk, and she's like, Did... I'm afraid, I'm, I'm sorry, my eyesight's, you know, not what it used to be. Did Frampton get shorter? What's going on? Because again, oh. I, I believe the last that they knew, Frampton was in the group. Yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah he, um... Uh, well, I'm assuming he's still alive, but um, he... He kind of left in the middle of the night uh, on his own accord here, and uh, coincidentally, um, this guy, Hursk, uh, just kind of came out of nowhere. It's, like I said, coincidence, and uh, now he's here traveling with us. I see. Um, it's a pleasure to make your acquaintance, although I wish we could meet under better circumstances. Uh, yeah, but, I mean, it looks like you held your own. Uh, well, I suppose to an extent... You live another day. Uh, I'm sorry for your comrades here. That's it's unfortunate. Yes, well. Yeah, the daily life of ranger. Zero How many months. were lost? Nine. Mm. I'm sorry. No, nine. Yes, I got it correctly. <laughs> well, that's uh, fortunately nine too many, but um. Yeah, we're actually about heading back to Long Shadow now. Is, is that's where you said you came from? Yes, yes, we came here. We rushed out when we heard that there was a sighting. Um, yeah, we we just came from there. Well, well, on our way back, we have some horse and carriages. If you'd like to join us. Ah, uh, yes, that probably would be best, and perhaps we can come back in the morning with tools too. Later, rest our comrades. Jessup nods. Okay. Gideon, cool guy nods. Okay. So, yeah, you cool guys guy nod. turn to return to the road, I guess. <laughs> and so how many defense points is Line Rangers? Well, funny you should ask that. <laughs> Zero. 
As you guys turn and begin making your way back towards the road, I need you all to roll a perception check. Oh, man. I've been thinking this whole time about something. (gasps) It's not them. I rolled an 8. Okay, so Gideon rolled a 24, Kieran rolled an 8, Jessup rolled a 13, and Hursk rolled a 17. This is not good. I was the most perceptive. Not good. As you guys turn and begin walking away, um, let me just get Gideon on the map here. I'm not going to lie. I spent this entire time trying to think of a question that I could ask to Sirio, but I couldn't think of one. <laughs> yeah, so you guys turn I didn't have, but begin walking. You get about this far. And then, Gideon, you hear the sound of a crossbow being pulled back. (gasps) And you are just about to turn when you hear a twang, and a bolt crosses the distance. And I need everybody to roll initiative. Uh, It threw me off, though, when she asked about Frampton. Yeah. How does she know about Frampton if she's not? Well, it might not be her. No, Let's that's what I'm saying, though, is if somebody's assuming her form, how would they know that Frampton used to be in our party? No, I mean, it might be the real Aubrin. Oh, I don't know. The wrong Syria. Maybe. Okay. So let me go to the token level and so put them on the prize round. Oh, so maybe it was the real them, but it was the somebody playing dead? Well, or so. there was one fake ranger and Syria also wasn't wasn't really vetted in any way. Okay, so as for initiative, we have a 23 for Hursk. We have a 17 for Kieran. We have a 9 for Jessup. And we have an 18 for Gideon. Go ahead and sort that. In the surprise round, uh, all three of these creatures are going to act. I'll put them on the token layer now. Or did I put the right ones? Nope. I put all six of them on the... I'll just delete those ones. Oh, boy. I'll blow this up for you to see. Is that a ghoul? It's a UFO, man. Yeah, it looks like a... Gideon, you turn to figure out what this noise is, and as you do, you can see this bolt fired from... Let me make sure I have the right colors on these guys. The one in the back here, the green one here. Fires... Yeah, the one that was Serio. Fires a crossbow bolt at... I'll roll randomly to see who he attacks. One in a line will be Kieran. So he's going oh to boy. fire at a flat-footed Kieran with his hand crossbow. That is going to be a 21 to hit? Yes. Okay, so you are going to take 5 plus 8. So 13 points of damage as... This bolt pierces into your back. The other two are going to move. Uh, They're both going to pull out wands. 
and that is the surprise round. You can see as their actions come up, they drop their guys, and they transform into creatures that are nothing like what they were before. But you'll have to wait for your turn to try to identify them. First up in the regular round of initiative, it is green again. Green is going to move action, pull out a wand with its free hand, because a hand crossbow only requires one hand. And then standard action is going to cast that wand. And it is a... I'm sorry, no, it's not a wand. My bad, I thought it was a wand. They grab, they, they're grabbing from their necklace. Oh, no. And, they, and he is going to throw a bead uh, from fireball? his necklace of fireballs type 2. Oh so I need all four of you to roll a reflex save. This will go well. 20. Okay. All of you pass, so you all take half damage. Because the DC for a uh, necklace of fireballs isn't that big. So 11 points of damage to all four of you. Ouch. And then it is Hersk's turn. So Hersk, you you heard a crossbow bolt fire out. You heard Kieran kind of yelling in, a, in pain. And then all of a sudden a fireball dets and detonates from behind you. Mm. You turn and you I see these creatures. Turn around! Yeah, you <clears throat> see these creatures, three of these creatures, in the place where your allies once stood. Uh, and you can roll a knowledge local to identify them if you want. I don't have knowledge local. Then you don't know what they are. What even are they? You live um, here. How do you not know local things? I don't know. <laughs> I will five foot step. Okay. I want to shoot it red. Okay. I have to put on buffs. Okay. <laughs> buff, buff, Give me a buff. moment. Point blank shot. Rapid shot. Many shot. Many shot. Not inspired deadly, yet. Deadly I've... aim. <laughs> Let's see how it goes. Okay. Uh, so you've got a 29, a 19, and a 12. The first attack will hit, the others will not. Okay. So that was against red, you said? Yes. Okay, so 13 points of damage to red. All right, noted. After Hursk, it is Gideon. Uh... All right, so we will go ahead and swift action use up one of them uh, divine touches okay as one does as you do as one does there you go all right heal up for a little bit of damage there yep that's pretty nice so far and then we'll go ahead and hmm 
Yeah. What is an invocation as a move action? We'll uh, call out an invocation of destruction. Okay. So bonus two damage. Yep. All right. And then as a move action, as a standard action, we'll cast... Um, edging weapons. Okay. And that will bring us to Kieran. Left is set forward. Okay, Kieran is going to cast mirror image. All right. So that will be whoops, four images. Four images. Okay. And then Kieran is going to move into melee. No, no. With red. Okay. And will free action grow his claws. I'm expecting to fight today. Kind of threw me off. Okay. Oh, I That's was. my turn. That will bring us to blue. It's going to step a little bit to the side here and throw his fireball at this intersection which again gets all four of you but does not get its ally need a reflex save from everybody 11 for Gideon 23 for Jessup 6 nice. for Kieran and Hursk rolls a fuse it he rolls a one second. Charge. Uh, eh. Ten. Oh, holy. 29. Jeepers. Gideon and Kieran take 18 points of damage. Jessup and Hursk take nine. You got it. Grief. I am going down fast. No more fireballs. It is now Red's turn. Red is going to... This. He would much prefer to step back, but uh, you have your glaive out or no? My claw's out. I don't have my glaive out. Okay, so he will step back. Whoa. He'll step back five feet and he'll throw his bead, so another reflex save from everybody. Crap. My goodness. They each had one. So 12 from Kieran, that's going to fail. 13 from Jessup, that's going to fail. 18 from Gideon will succeed. A 13 wow. from Hursk will fail that one. Come on. So Gideon will take half of this damage. Everybody else takes 16. Really kind of... Wow, this is dropping me hard. Yeah, this sucks. <laughs> hard and fast. And now it is Jessup's turn. Oh boy. After I've taken a jillion damage. Let's see here. I guess I'll inspire courage. Okay. Jessup begins to inspire... Those were not rangers. Kill him. Bye. Gonna and he's going to cast spells. And then move everybody over a little bit so we're in the center of the map. And we are all within 30 feet for good old haste. Okay. Ooh. Nice. And then Jessup will then five foot step back. Okay, so everybody is inspired. Everybody is hasted. It's about to get real fun. Brings us to green. Green is going to use his crossbow now. It's 
going to try to attack the guy closest to him who's covering all the allies. That is a 24 to hit you, Kieran. Yeah. Okay, so I'm rolling a d5. A 1 will hit you a 2, so yeah. one of your images. Okay. And that brings us to Hursk. Herska derska. Uh. Mm. Go a five foot step too. Don't forget. Five foot step. Okay, that puts you within thirty feet of red again. You have inspire courage. You have I inspire do. courage. You have haste. haste. You have point blank shot. And you have an invocation of destruction. Yes. So to your damage. Oh, I did not have that one. Haha. <laughs> <laughs> Nice. Ha! Okay. And you get one hasted attack as well. Ha! Here we the go. 23 will exactly hit your target. Nice. The 20 will miss, the 23 will hit, and the 27 will hit. So, holy crap, that's 23 damage. Uh, okay, so that's, that's 23 dumb. plus 21 is 44. That crit damage you rolled, though, is ridiculous. Plus Taste my damage. Is is this correct? Sixty-one total from the three attacks. Uh, twenty-three plus twenty-one's forty-four plus seventeen, sixty-three. Right? No, sixty-one. Okay. Right. Well, and then destruction you have to add in there. That's that in. Not added. Oh, uh, nah. Is that in the? Yeah, it's in it. It's got to oh, be it for his damage to be that yeah. high. Gotcha. Yeah. Yeah. You're right. You're right. You're right. I see it. Yeah. Yeah. I've got like a one d eight plus fifteen right now. Yeah. Yeah. Because I also had deadly aim on Okay. He is still up, but with your goggles, you can determine he has two hit points left. How dare you still be alive? Oh, man. He doesn't deserve to live. Two hit points. How dare you? Shout out, kill Red! Gideon, it is your turn. All right. We're going to bust Red. Well, actually, technically, I have to roll a D2. Because uh, these are equidistant. E- Actually, this one is technically the closest. Can I charge there? Yeah. Okay, well, I'll just do that. And charge is added in. Okay. There you go. 33 will hit your target. 14 will put him down. Good. Die! And he can bust in another fireball. No. <laughs> I'm joking. Every day, more death. That brings us to Kieran. Uh, red is, I'll make sure that... Kieran 23! Crispy. Is a lot of damage on a single attack. That's oh, not a crit. Uh, Jessup did not monster lord. What a new bard. I know. I wanted oh. to last turn. I can rolled I ro- this can, turn. Can I roll knowledge no cool too, actually? <laughs> sure. <laughs> So we have a 17 and a 17. That exactly hits the DC to oh. tell you these. Well, going to roll his nat 20 for the day. Cause... Oh, you can do that. Yeah, he suspects that these are the uh, saboteurs in some form, so he wants to get as much as he can. These creatures are known as doppelgangers. Okay. They so are grayish they're... humanoid creatures that seem almost unfinished with like a narrow head, gaunt limbs, and a sinister noseless face. Uh, and Jessup, what does that total get you? Oh, I'm sorry. I should probably tell you that. It's kind of important. <laughs> it gets me as much as I want. Uh, that is going to be a 31. 
31, I will give you, uh, I'll just say four. It's close enough. Hey, four pieces of information. Round up. I like about that. About doppelgangers. Okay. Um, obviously, what is their special abilities? So they have a couple special abilities that are pretty cool. They have change shape, which yeah, well, functions like alter self. But they also have two other things that are unique to them called perfect copy and mimicry. A doppelganger uh, is proficient good. in all weapons, armor, and shields. In addition, it can use any spell trigger or spell completion item as if the spell was on its spell list. Um, perfect copy. When a doppelganger uses change shape, it can assume the appearance of specific individuals. So, unlike normal, they can become whoever they want and have all the proficiencies of whoever they might need. So that's, those are their special abilities. Oh, they also have detect thoughts at will. Now, with that, so you mean like if they change into... Gideon? Do they get Gideon's abilities and stats? No, but they look exactly like him. Okay. Do they... Can we get any insight how they would know things? Like, Aubryn? I mean, you could ask about that, but special abilities to your knowledge do not include any sort of, like, gaining their knowledge. Right. Okay. So is that... So that's three pieces, then? For the three abilities? No, special abilities. I'm clumping them all as special abilities. Oh, okay. Um, I guess, yeah, just uh, what are defenses for two? Uh, they're immune to charm and sleep effects. That's pretty much it. Okay. Um, sure, what are their worst saves? Uh, their saves. lowest save is fortitude. Okay. I watched that nice for you, potentially. And their second lowest worst save is reflex. Okay. What's their highest? <laughs> <laughs> and that's it. <laughs> okay. So yeah, three of you are able to identify them as doppelgangers, and uh, Jessup has a, a pretty substantial understanding of how these creatures function. Keep one of the bodies mildly intact for us to take back for uh, the mage. For her to... Harvest for the mage? She likes dead bodies? <clears throat> you don't? Yeah. Listen, this is not Rune Lords. So we're not Shh. we're not making Shh. deals with the devil here. Not, it wasn't a devil. It, it was, was just a, a lich. Well, no, there was a devil. There oh, was yes, a devil. Well, was, and the demon. There and the, the demon. There was the devil, there was the yeah. demon, and there, there was the lich. Yeah. You're right. Yep. All right. Kieran's going to breathe electricity on them. That's rude. With a reflex save of a DC 18. Okay, well, their reflex save is. What is it? Spectacular. It's the mid. It's... Uh, that is a 22 for green and a 24 for blue. Yeah, that saves for both of them. So they both take 13? I, uh, yeah, but I, I don't think. Oh, no, never mind. We've been over this. Never mind. Uh, yes, they take 13. Okay. Plus the weakness you said no. they were to this? No. Uh, no. No, they don't have a weakness to it, the, the Clockwork Mage. Oh, that's right. Actually, that's no. Mature. I take it back. They take no damage. Garbage. Garbagio. Because these Nani? doppelgangers have rogue levels. Oh, they have a uh, come on. Uh, Come on, game! Don't don't go changing up out of the bestiary. Then what's the point of reading ahead? 
<laughs> um, <laughs> that brings us from Kirin to Blue. Blue is going to shoot Hursk because Hursk is mean. How dare you? How dare you? I don't think that's how it works. That is a 25. I don't know if that hits you. No. Okay. He pulls back his hand crossbow and attacks you. And then remembers that he doesn't get sneak attack, so his hand crossbow is almost useless. Um, but he'll fix that next time. Um, that brings us to Jessup, because Red is dead. Uh, get dead, Red. You said 24, right? It's a 25. Mm, still no. Oh, okay. <laughs> Take that. Is 30 hit? Your touch AC? <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't being a smart. I just wanted to make sure I heard the right thing. tag! I'm sorry! I'm sorry! He's done it! What have I done? He's done it! What have I done? It was me last time, and I'm free! I'm no longer the last one viewer! Wow! No! Jessup runs up and pops old, spanks him with heroism. Oh, that's funny. Really? Husk, keep it up. You're doing good. And uh, he'll drop performance, so it'll linger okay. for two. And that's that's my turn. Okay. That brings us to Green, who out of my face. will so. <laughs> step back here, take, take off another thing off his necklace, and I need Jessup, no. Hursk, and Gideon to roll reflex saves. Ha! <laughs> I thought I rolled a 35. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I can't even get that high. I the green and was freaking out. Saw the number said, what did I do wrong? And then realized I rolled a 16. So, all of you pass. So you only take 7 points of damage each. Yeah, but I don't pass as spectacularly. And that's worth something. So, that is Green's turn. We go to Hursk. Hursk? You'll never Hursk. get within 30 feet. Hursk! Oh, Hursk! 25 feet! Ah, uh, take that, GM. You'll never, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. never watch it. I take many shots! Nice. Nice. One hits for 27. One of those oh. will hit for 22 oh. points of damage. Um, yeah, for fun. Just oh. uh, here we go. Let me get it ready. Slash roll. Yeah, two minus e. two. <laughs> or minus two. <laughs> which, which, wait, before you roll it, which attack are we doing this on? I'm assuming rapid the shot. First. The rapid. Yeah. No, the rapid shot one. That I got 21. I, I'm not going to metagame that bad. I'll just do the first one. <laughs> Okay. The, whole, the, whole, the spell is metagame the spell. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to give him the benefit of a few damage here. <laughs> okay. I'm going to so... use a re-roll ability, but I don't want to metagame. <laughs> kind of wish you would have metagamed. Wish you would have metagamed. Wish you would have. <laughs> I, you know. <laughs> <laughs> Where do you fall on this yeah. one, Jason? Where do you fall? Um, It's one of those oh. where, like, it, nope, nope. If that's what if that's what Brandon wanted, then that's what we get. It's, well, it's one of those where it's like if you, since we roll them all at once, it's hard for someone with this sort of an ability to be like, wait, 
because they all happen all at once. Um, so I'd, I'd be fine with you choosing which one, because if we rolled it like one attack at a time, and you had time to say, hold up, you missed that one, I'm going to do it, then I'd be uh, okay with it. But since all of the attacks happen all at once, it's not like you have an opportunity to interrupt the attacks. Right. So I'm fine with you choosing which attack you want to apply it to. Alright, that's the case. I'll, I'll metagame do the rapid shot. No, well, I, don't, I, I, I don't was fine. I was fine with either way. I was just curious his thoughts on it, just from a, like a game perspective kind of thing. Just I curious. think it's just one of those where that spell is difficult to cast if things are done all at once, because you kind of have to interrupt and be like, I would like to use this on the missed attack, yeah. but all the attacks happened at once. I also don't think the power level is en enough to be a concern, but I, I was just curious his thoughts. You can do whatever you want, Brandon. I think your decision is fine. I was just wondering. So, okay. That brings us to Gideon. Who doesn't need to, but I'm just, I just love the idea of charging. Just charging. It's just really just fun, you know? Just, just charge. Okay. Um, since I can. And so he got... <laughs> so, 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 so he won't. No, so he can... won't. <laughs> he's gonna. And uh, actually, let's charge. Yeah, let's, yeah, let's do that. And uh, hopefully, hit him here. Thirty-four will hit. There you go. Twelve points of damage. All right. Whoops. Brings us to Kieran. All right. Well, I have a feeling that this isn't gonna work. But we'll do it anyway. <laughs> no. If they have rogue levels, I'm afraid they probably can't be flanked, but we'll get into flanking anyway. Oh, uncanny um, dodge. Yeah, I figured. Dodge. So I will claw bite attack. I will bite attack. However, I'm pretty sure you have to have improved uncanny <clears throat> dodge to not be flanked. Yeah, I don't know. Do they? I don't uh, know. Because I think... No, they only have uncanny dodge, which I think is against flat-footed. I think you have to be improved to have. Okay. Yeah, I think you're right. Yeah, so... Yeah. Okay, so... They so... can't be caught flat-footed, but they can be flanked. So flanking, Beautiful. inspire courage, haste, destruction, bite. Go for it. Attack. All right. First, let me mark down my round of claws. If only you were a rogue, you'd get that beautiful, beautiful sneak attack damage. Too. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so you get four attacks? <laughs> uh, no, I just get one. Oh, because you had to move. Right. Yeah. Move. That's a natural three. I just go, so just go miss. That misses. That's just gonna miss. Yeah. It's now Blue's turn. Blue. It's gonna flank. He provokes an attack hey, opportunity. No, I he bet. can he can move there. I, I, I moved him they straight, have but he can sneak attack. Fine, fine. But... fine. If he has thirty foot movement, I guess. Uh, he does. Just should pull out the dagger and then double flank. So he will move up <laughs> with his sword cane. It should try to hit me. Try to stab you in the back with his flanking bonus. He rolls a natural three. Flanks on flanks. Flanks on flanks on flanks. That's what we got here. Brings us to Jessup. 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 Jessup will run away. No. Give up. Cry. Call for his mama. Give me double heroism. No, <laughs> I can't do that. <laughs> uh, yeah, Jessup will move. <clears throat> While moving, he will pull out his bow. 
And then Jessup will take one shot with point blank. Okay, firing into um, melee. Yep, so point blank fire into melee. He will swift action. Can I swift action since I use Gallant Inspiration or no? Uh, no, it's an immediate action that yes, takes your yeah, swift so action on your next turn. You cannot. Um, so I will not. So yep, just one shot. See if he can do it. Is that with the minus four? Yep. Um, no. Fire into melee is in there. Yep. Oh, it is. Then that will exactly hit. Exactly. Yep, I have it as a buff. Mm-hmm. Roll your damage on blue, blue, blue. Yes. Get blue. ready. Six damage. Yeah. <laughs> nice. He's still up. Nice. That brings us to the top of the round with green. It's going to full attack the flank. No. First attack is... I think that'll do it. He shall not falter. You have buffed <laughs> yourself a little bit, but will a 32 do it? Exactly. Oh, yes. I will not, not falter. It was not a crit because freaking corns, corn saves. Sword canes. Corn. The god corn has arrived. Blood for the blood god. Skulls for the skull throne. Sword canes have a god. terrible crit range. Skulls for the corn god. If this were a dagger, we could do something. But... You got him real good on that one, Justin. <laughs> Poor Jace is trying to run a real set. I'm sorry. I'm the worst. You got. Remember, you guys invited me to this. This is your fault. <laughs> <laughs> well, you were a package deal. We invited I Andrew. That's true. And I just came with him, and now you're stuck with me. You didn't leave. You're right. Yeah, <laughs> when Andrew left, we thought it was assumed. We thought it was assumed. <laughs> you, you came together, so we thought <laughs> they'll go together, right? Guess uh, so. 15 points of damage. <laughs> Second attack. Uh, natural 8 will miss. That's his turn. Hursk. Oh, how much damage? 15, but for you, we'll make it 30. <laughs> That's no. crazy. Today's special <laughs> for Today's you. Today's special. Gideon Salad. Wow, thanks, Jason. I hate that. <laughs> Huh? Okay. Why does her sound like he's throwing up every time he shoots his bow? I thought he was going number two. <laughs> <laughs> so, firing at blue, I assume? Okay, I want to see you shoot four arrows in like five seconds and not make some kind of sound. <laughs> this is against, just, uh, this is against blue. blue. Okay, so yeah. 27 will hit, 28 will hit. Okay. I like to imagine his bow requires so much like draw strength that it really yeah. does take a lot out of him. He's like, he has to cross. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> 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 ah, I pulled something. Yeah, did the bow string. Okay. Oh my god. With your two, <laughs> with your two attacks, you are able to down that doppelganger, Excellent. leaving us with only one remaining, and it is Gideon's turn. Oh, well, you know, a little divine touch. Hopefully I don't die here. That'll help. Just a little. Then we're going to have a full-round attack. You see? I love a full-round attack. He, he turned into a <laughs> 1930s mobster. Listen here, you see? I'm going to use no. a divine touch, see? 
It's my favorite. I love it. Don't make fun of my methods. Okay. And now we're flanking. Get that in there. Yes, you are flanking. Flanking. 34 will hit. 30 will hit. 21 will not. So there's a total of 25 points of damage. Okay. Why's your damage so low? Because he's uh, getting. Yeah, no. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> because I don't use power attack. Oh. And Gideon is. <laughs> what a noob. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no! He's deliberately meant to just be a, a wall, a tank. He, he can hit hard. Um, the biggest one is if I cast, if I know I'm going into a combat, I can give myself Divine Weapon, which adds fire damage as well. So, just not something you suspect for. That brings us to Kieran. I like Vicket. Okay. Why does Vicket not do a lot of damage? Because he has well, a D3 damage. He was uh, against damage. you guys on Sunday. His, uh, his attack is a D3. Yeah. He wrecked Brown's face. Okay. Yeah, he's still pretty good, though. Bite attack, one. <laughs> 23. That'll do it. 18 points of damage. Still up. No, I'm not, Dragon I'm not, bite number two. 23. That'll do it. Consistency. 13 points of damage. Oh, still up. Rolling. Okay. Rolling eight, followed by an eight, followed by a... Claw great. number one's 19. Great. Claw Miss. number two, 33. Yay. 33 will go. hit. 15, 15 points of damage. Points he had damage. eight left. There you go. Oh, go. thank goodness. Unfortunately, we can't interrogate. Oh, they're not dead yet. Is there, is there one that's not dead yet? Uh, I'm, yeah. I mean, that one's at minus seven. The other one's got hit with arrows. Okay. What is their con? Okay. So, yeah, I mean, the combat is essentially over. You could stabilize one if you wanted. Uh, so he's going to ask, do you want me to stabilize one so we can interrogate him? I mean, uh... Suppose you could. Oh, that hurt. But, uh, uh, I mean, are they going to divulge any information? I don't like to resort to torture. I'm not sure what else we could get out of them, even if we did keep them alive. Well, I'm just saying, if you stabilize them, then you got to kill them. Hmm. I can take care of that if you guys don't want to do it. Uh, we're all too familiar <laughs> we with that. <laughs> yeah, we, we're, very, we're very aware of your ability to kill, Karen. Um, Hilco de Grasse, the one. That is unfortunate. Oh really? I wanted. Well, let me let me see if this provokes. Go to Gross does provoke. No, it's. I wanted you to heal him up and ask him a question, and then have him use his necklace of fireballs in the area to detonate all of the fireballs at once. And then kill himself in the pro. Like go out in a real blaze of glory. Yeah, and have you guys take like thirty d six damage. But I think it would provoke for him to do that, even if you did bring him back. That said, would have been a cool scene. Would have been cool. Good TPK. Because uh, that would definitely <laughs> kill you guys at this level. Um, oh, yeah. But yeah, you can go ahead and kill him. That's fine. Like I said, uh, as morbid as it is, I'd like to at least carry uh, one of the bodies back. Um, we can have... Uh, I want to keep saying Navi, but... Uh, what's her name? Nava. 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 Thank you. Uh, Nava said that uh, if she knew what we were trying to find, that she'd be able to help uh, more exactly. I mean, we could tell her what it is, but uh, she could see it for herself. The thing that perplexes me, uh, do you have any ideas on this? Uh, how did they know about Frampton? 
I don't know. Uh, my, my only guess is, uh, and the unfortunate thing is, these guys would have had to see Auburn and uh, Cicero at some point as well. I, I, I don't know if they made it to Long Shadow or if maybe these things would Fort Chevalier or, or what. Knew that we had called and summoned more rangers. Knew enough names and their personalities mm. enough to fool even the best of us. I, I don't know either of them close, but Jessup, Kieran, you can tell Auburn apart from the Auburn you know. I honestly just, I think, was exhausted and let my guard down, and I, I didn't fully vet it out as we probably should have, knowing. Uh, we, we definitely got to have to be very, very careful, because who knows if these were the only three or not. Do you know what that reveals to me? That they're doppelgangers? Not just that. They might have known the answer to questions we would have asked them to prove who they were. Kieran freezes and, like, looks at everyone suspiciously. Yeah. Fourteen hours. <laughs> yeah, yeah I, I don't know many people that would really care to answer that question, truthfully. There could be one among us. <laughs> so, uh, the imposter! We then guess... switch to an entirely different game to resolve this conflict. <laughs> To tell you the truth, I've been kind of brainstorming uh, ever since everything happened with Longshadow, and uh, I kind of expect maybe one of the advisors to actually be one of the culprits there, since, you know, us having to kind of talk with the mayor and then maybe trying to defuse the situation, trying to downplay there being a war effort or anything, and then then knowing us, but now that they actually know some of the rangers, gosh, I, I don't know. Well, at least we've verified one new piece of information. It's not just one. There's three here, and the gods know how many more. Well, uh, I'll pray about this tonight. Perhaps uh, Malani knows something I don't. Yeah, maybe you can ask him if there's any more in the in the fort. I'm sure you'll get a straight answer. No, she'll probably just say something like <laughs> unclear. Oh man, that sounds like it sucks. It does. It really, really, really does. Do, do they have anything of import on their bodies? If you look over the items that they are carrying, all three of them have feather tokens of the bird to each. So that is a total of six bird feather tokens. Okay. Okay. Uh, like each those. of them had a necklace of fireballs type two. Okay. Each of them used the 6d6 bead. One of them used one of the 4d6 beads. So you'll have to write that down somewhere somehow so you're aware of what is and isn't there uh, and keep track of who's carrying that for unimportant reasons yeah. <laughs> it's, in, it's in the haversack I don't believe that for uh, a Jessup is going to decline <laughs> I kind of want to just Drop I don't want a... those. Kieran puts them in a pile puts and then uses of the all. wand of fireball to ignite them all. <laughs> yeah. Dude, we um, could seriously do that. Just have them all together in a clump and just use it as one mega bomb. Um, but we, yeah, we spellcraft identified them, though, right? Or no? Uh, my face identified them, Gideon. Yeah, most <laughs> of these I'm just giving you at this point, unless there's the caster levels like super high. Uh, they each had two potions of blur, so that's six total. Glad they, they didn't use those. Each, well, because they wanted to get their sneak attack and then they wanted to get their bombs off, and by that point, you guys were in melee. Yeah. 
Uh, each of them had a scroll of sending, so that's three. Oh, that's useful. Here's like one that uh, would be interesting. Um, I was wondering if you were going to do this as soon as you figured out that there were uh, saboteurs, if you were going to have Gideon run around doing detect alignment. Well, each of them carry a wand of undetectable alignment with 31 charges left. <laughs> oh. Undetectable, though, but that still raises some suspicion. Well, Here's they would. A, everybody would need one. neutral because they wouldn't detect as good. They wouldn't detect as evil. They wouldn't detect as lawful. They wouldn't detect as chaos. So you would just assume they're true neutral. Right. Mm. Yes, Kieran is true neutral. Yes. Most, most people... So now anybody that's true neutral is suspicious. What is the yeah. item called? Josh, you just died. You got so far away. <laughs> See ya. <What? laughs> it's like walk back like to you your just... microphone, dude. <laughs> <laughs> What are you talking about? You are so far away. Dude, you sound like you went to the other room. You're like 30 <laughs> feet away right now. No, I'm right here. Really? I'm no. Right here. no. Oh my gosh, did Gideon fall into a pit somewhere? <laughs> you're so far away. He's so getting far. further and further. I feel like he's being smothered or something. <laughs> are you trolling us right now? <laughs> oh. Oh, I heard. Wait. Wow, he had to yell really loud to even hear <laughs> What the heck is He's going back. on? He's back. Okay. Oh, uh, yes, yeah, so you just assume. Now? Yeah, you're back. Yes, you're back. <laughs> Why are you out of breath? <laughs> <laughs> I just got done running down the hall. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. Thank God I'm living alone right now because my, my my roommates are gone, so I'm just the only one at the house. Else that would have been awkward to explain. <laughs> oh, that was probably um, the best thing from this yeah. session. I'm sorry. So oh, they boy. also each have three Thunderstones, so that's nine Thunderstones. Oh I still didn't learn. What's the name of the item again? I'm sorry. The Wand of Undetectable Alignment? Undetectable Alignment. Thank yes. you. Uh, <laughs> the wand of detectable alignment. They each had <laughs> such a useless item. They wand each had a mithril shirt, a plus one hand crossbow, and a masterwork sword cane. If you want any of those, they each had a set of masterwork thieves tools. If you want one of those, and pooling all of their money together, it's a total of two hundred twenty-five gold pieces. Uh, Jessup will take one of the masterwork thieves tools for no reasons. Okay. Whatsoever. Okay. Okay, that's a plus two to your disabled device. He's a thief. Thief! I don't have disabled device, so I'm not a thief. Okay. Thief! Cut off his hands! Not uh, taking any of the weapons or armor, because okay. that's useless. Well, we can give the armor and stuff to the people of Longshadow. After we if you want to carry it. Well, I mean, you do wagon. have a wagon. Uh, that, that, that item is really good. Because it doesn't detect as any alignment, so you would literally just look like a like a commoner. Yeah. Yep. Are you saying all commoners are neutral? No, yeah. all commoner all commoners with four hit dice or less have um, no aura, so they don't they don't detect as any alignment. So. Yep. It'd have been really hard to have found them. Uh, it remains a difficulty that exists. Well, but uh, at least this did give us some information that um, trying to walk around to detect alignments probably is going to be completely useless. Uh, that would have been a waste of time. Still, how, do we? Do I know, Jason, when I did my identifier or anything like? How quickly is it if they wanted to shift between? Like, do I know that at all? Uh, I believe I'd have to check the chain shape supernatural ability or whatever, but. 
If it functions as the spell, I believe that Alter Self is a standard action. So they could change appearances, like, almost instantaneously. Yeah, they can change pretty easily. So that probably explains how quickly they're able to move around. Right, well, I guess for now we can just go about our business and see if the sabotaging stops. And if it does, then maybe we got them all. Uh, well, I would say that, uh, can't, you know, don't let our guard down, but, um, I guess let's just keep this information to ourselves at this point. Yeah. Well, Jessa, surely we're not the only ones who have ever faced a doppelganger in the past from the stories or, or books that you've read. Have you heard of any way to identify them easily, or how do past groups deal with them? I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't know if I've ever faced one or not. I mean, you just gotta find clever ways to root them out, I suppose. I mean, the whole the whole point of them is not wanting to be found. Mm. Well, not sure it's something we can worry about more tonight, though. Well, I, I'm thinking at least as Kieran said, worst case, maybe Fisk, uh, I know that, uh, no offense, you said you're kind of worthless in helping to more or less bolster Long Shadow, so maybe you and I can find some ways to try to scout around while Kieran and uh, Gideon, if you guys want to kind of go back to attempting what you can, and, you know, if the saboteuring keeps going on, then we know that uh, we got some unfinished business. Yes. Yeah, makes sense. I'll make themselves known. All right. Good plan, Jessup. Okay. You guys get everything around, throw everything that you want uh, on the wagon, and continue your way back to Long Shadow. And again, it takes you another, I think, two hours or so, but you're able to get back without really any issue. Uh, it's roughly 8 to 8.30 by the time you make it back to town. Uh, what would you like to do back in town? How many of those scrolls ascending do we have? Three. Yeah, three. While we're uh, riding back, Jessup would ask, um, hey, do, uh, do you mind if maybe we use one of these scrolls? Um, because I, when you send a message, you can get a message back, correct? Yes, yeah, so What's sending is you contact sending? a particular creature with which you are familiar and send a short message of 25 words or less. Uh, the subject recognizes you if it knows you. It can answer in a, in a like manner immediately. Yada, 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 yada. So, yes. So, uh, well, I guess on our way back, Jessup would ask, um, I don't know if it would be a bad idea to potentially use one of those scrolls ascending to reach out to Cobb and see if he knows potentially where Auburn and Sirio uh, are, if they're still there or where they are. Because obviously, these doppelgangers would have had to met with them at some point, I would imagine. We can certainly try. It's not a given for me. I don't know if it's something that Gideon can cast immediately. Um, I will have to check my spell list. Well, so it's a fourth level cleric oracle, anyway. and it's a fifth level sorcerer wizard, oh, so yeah. I can't cast yeah. fifth level. I can cast it. Well, can't you cast it because it's on your spell list? Yeah. And it's a scroll? I don't know you if have... it's a level higher than what I can cast, though. You uh, you then it goes to your uh, is it possible for you, and then you roll a UMD yeah. check. 
I can just straight up cast it because it's a level four spell, and I can cast level four spells right now. The way you said that was so arrogant. I mean, I it would, uh... <laughs> can just cast it because it's a level four spell. E emphasis does not immediately well, I think, apply. I think, arrogance. Uh, I think Jessup could attempt to use one because if I fail, it doesn't waste the scroll. I just don't think I could try it again. Unless you get a mishap. Uh, by raw, though, could I try one of the scrolls of sending? If I fail, then do the second scroll of sending. There and is then... such thing as a scroll, yeah, a scroll mishap. That's right. But I was just saying, if I fail on one scroll, could I use another scroll? I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like you can change <laughs> out a quick runner shirt and get yeah. aced multiple times a day. So I guess Joseph oh. would just attempt to use a UMD on that then, since I'm assuming the the, the message is it. I forget. Do you actually write something out and send it, or no? Is you it... speak it. Okay, oh, that's I'm actually sending, sending your voice. voice. Yeah, I just realized. I, I might have needed to have rolled UMD on those restoration checks. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. Dun, dun, dun. Retroactively do it. Hopefully I'm yeah. gonna... I don't know if you have to use U magic device for it, though. I don't know. Yeah, that's what I'm checking right now. For well, I, I do have to say, this is kind of funny, that one of the mishaps for a scroll is that it has a delayed effect. So sometimes in the next 1d12 hours it activates. So it'd be really funny if, like... <laughs> Six okay. hours later, no, it's no. just 25 words of a conversation. You're good, that... you're good. Oh, sorry, sorry, I didn't mean to interrupt. Nope, you're fine. You finish. Um, no, that was it. That was would be that kind of a... funny if just randomly, like... Like, 25 words Cobb, that... Cobb gets back to me in the middle of the fight. <laughs> oh, yeah, they're right here! We're in the Long Shadow War. Uh, <laughs> that would be very funny. Uh, no, it's to cast a spell from a scroll. You must have it on your spell class spell list. Then you need to hire enough... Um, uh, score like casting stat to be able to do it oh, right okay. and then use magic device allows you to use a scroll as if you had a particular spell on your spell list the dc is equal to 20 plus the caster level of the spell so you can't cast fourth level spells or you can can't you can't i can only cast up to three okay so roll a caster level check twice correct which is what i have to do caster level check so just that's just straight cat like just my level yeah, right just your straight caster level so basically we're just redoing this whole session okay your time good. yeah we're good <laughs> the dc no, we're just... is only 10 yeah i was gonna say we're just we're just which means i could only fail on an at one because i'm level nine yeah so yeah you're good yeah yeah and so you could do the same with the... sending jessup can or has to be gideon uh, Gideon or Kieran can do a caster level check to use ascending because it's on both of their spell lists. But right. Can, didn't we say I could do a UMD check? You could yeah, attempt you to did. use a magic device check. It would be DC 20 plus the spell's caster level. Which would be 26? Or no, because it's caster level. Yeah, that would be a 29, I believe. Yeah, also, I can yeah. try to give it a whirl once because I, I prefer just to kind of use Jessup's voice to Cobb. Uh, didn't work for me. Uh, Kieran, do you give it a go? You, you've you met and really talked to Cobb. Yeah, I suppose so. I'm sure he might recognize my voice. No, just tell me who it is. Give it a whirl. Well, that'll use part of the, the word, so I don't know if we want to me say that. Me give with Jessup. Yeah, it's not a... Oh, no. I I had enough of an education. I don't need to talk like a caveman. Whoa. Uh, so I roll a caster level check. Yes. 26. Yeah, it is DC 10. Okay, so... 
let's see here. Let's say... Uh, it's Kieran. What are we asking again? No, oh, I, I, I don't want to give you any information. I don't want you to feel like a gay man. Well, no, I, I literally, <laughs> Sarah has no idea why we're using the scroll. What are um, we Jessup more just wanted to ask uh, Cobb where Auburn and Sirio are. If, if they're still at the fort with him or if they're gone somewhere, if so where, more or less. Because I want to be able to find where they are if we can. That might help give us clues regarding the doppelganger. Or if they're killed or something. I don't know. We don't know. Okay. Alright, so Kieran will um, cast the spell and he will say It's Kieran. Where are Auburn and Sirio? Are they still at the fort? If not, where are they? You can reply to this message. Okay. After a few moments, you hear uh, Cobb's voice reply. He says, I gotta kind of count on my fingers to make sure I go the right ways. <laughs> Used word. You could just count and I'll do it. He doesn't know how sending works. Got your message. Uh, they left as soon as we knew you needed help. Uh, might have arrived by now. Not sure. Done. Well, it sounds like they left as soon as they got there. I can't hear you anymore. (laughs) Uh, I I just felt it in the tone of his voice. That was was about accurate. I added an us, but yeah. Yeah. uh, He said they they could have arrived by now, so it's possible they may be in the city. If those creatures saw them, maybe they were able to, or maybe they, they talked with them and got information that way. Who knows, but we can check around to see if they made it, and if not, then we'll have to deal with that issue. Are we still there? Or... I moved you to the long shadow map. You can be wherever you want to be. Like if you well, want if just... you wanted to have this conversation outside of long shadow, that's fine. It I figured matter. we would just do it on the ride back or yeah, something. Yeah, you can do it on the ride back as well. That's fine. Uh, Jessup, but oh man, too bad we didn't stay. Take a better look to see if we could find them. Maybe, hate to say, maybe they're dead in a ditch somewhere. Sure, hope not. It's not great. Not either. Well, maybe first thing I get uh, here in the morning, maybe I'll see if I can try to find where they are. Okay. So are you guys going back to your rooms once you get back to town, or is there some place else you're going first? Yeah, Kieran doesn't feel great. (laughs) Um... So he would probably just want to take it easy and rest. Okay. Yeah, just a pull heal up a bit. Um, okay. I need heals again. I forgot. Okay. I, I mean, if you have invocations, up. you could probably heal everybody, right? Yeah, I'll heal everybody. I'll do invocation of healing. Which is 20 Which is HP, right? 20? Yeah. 20. Yeah. And I can do that as many times as you need. Okay. okay. I'm down 59, so I might need that so a couple times. Three times. Yeah. I'll do it. Yep, okay. All good. Okay. And then I'll heal everyone else, and then for myself, I'll go ahead and cast. Um, I can. I got some spells. I can heal. People. Oh, I got plenty. It's fine. Are you sure? Because I got spell slots open. Yeah. Why don't you? We use yours up. Okay. So, if that's the case, if Karen comes back to town completely healed, then he's gonna go to the pub. Okay. Um, how does that help you there, Gideon? Nineteen, nine, and twelve. 
pretty good. 19, 9, and 40. 12. Gives me all the way back to 71 out of 72. Nice. Peachy. Nice. One more. Dink. Ha. Okay. All right. I have, yeah, just. Have infinite resources, I guess. Okay. So Kieran is going to go to the pub. What about the other three? I think, I think uh, Jessup would kind of walk around town, almost seeing if he can... Maybe he would go with Kieran to the pub first, just walk around and see if he can find, like, Auburn and them. He's not going to ask for them, but he's just going to kind of look around to see if he can find them or hear talk of rangers and stuff. He doesn't want to let on about the doppelgangers, but he wants to try to see if he can find them. Okay. I'm going to commune and I will give you a list of things okay. later so Gideon is going to commune the two of you are going to the pub uh, Hursk what is it that you said I was going to go with um, uh, Jessup to the pub yeah okay so the three of you are going the, to the pub uh, well for all going to the pub I'll go to the pub no 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 we, we don't want you at the pub. Well, oh, Jessup, okay. Yeah, Jessup's just going to the pub to look around and see if he can hear anything. If they're not there, he's going to go to like other areas of town that they where they could be. Right, to keep looking for him. Correct. Yeah. Well, yeah. I'm basically doing the same thing. Gideon is communing and then hopefully using that information to then go find things and stop them. Okay. So everybody's going to the pub. Basically, yes. I guess. <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> you guys make your way towards the pub. And as soon as you go in, you immediately see, immediately, actually you hear before you even get in, but as soon as you get in, you immediately see in the largest table in the center of the pub, standing on top of it, tankard in hand, is Auburn the Green. Uh, <laughs> She's a Cajun follower, that's why. And uh, you can hear her shouting out her tale that... The four of you were not at the beginning of the campaign to hear, but it's the same story she said at the opening of the campaign, where she's like, so there I am, thinking, when will I ever be able to talk to a bear again? And she goes through her whole story there. You can hear her shouting it out, and everybody's around her. You see Sirio kind of in the corner, his arms crossed. Um, he's got a little bit of a smirk on his face, but it looks like he's trying to seem uninterested. Uh, the mayor is there, and he's just as rowdy as everybody else around him. You don't see his advisors anywhere. That's where you. That's what you see as you enter the pub. And as soon as you make yourselves known, and Auburn's kind of going around, the mayor kind of looks over and he sees you, and he shouts out at you, and then everybody looks at your direction. You see Sirio kind of perk up, and he kind of stands up, but like he's shorter than everybody else, so you can only really see like the top of his hair, like kind of bobbing around. Uh, and then Auburn kind of looks in your direction and is kind of like squinting to see if she can make out faces, but it's a little bit hard with her eyes. And um, the mayor says, Oh, welcome back, my friends. Uh, I trust your endeavor went well. I see you're all alive. That's good. Yes, it, it was actually quite successful, and I think... Good, that... come sit. Drinks are in order. I'm yes. all about that. Yes. And he kind of motions to the barkeep for another round. Then he holds up three. Jessup turns to Hursk and, well, I uh, think we found who we wanted. Um, we should. And he would kind of whisper, we should play along, keep our eye on him, but uh, maybe we should partake in some drinks solely to make us look and blend in. 
Sense motive on the mayor. Okay. Go ahead and roll your sense motive. 15. I did. Um, I mean, he looks pretty drunk. Yeah. <laughs> That's what it was last time. Nothing else seems odd about him. Gideon's going to pull a strider. Just go to the corner of the bar. Just go to the same corner as Syria? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. You and go just stand next to Sirio, and he's like, "How you doing?" Uh, I'm all right, Sirio. Heck of a party, ain't it? Uh, I'm not one for this kind of revelry. Never sought suited me well. Yeah, you don't say. And he takes a. Is he just leaning against a bar or something? He's or just like sitting in booth? one of the corner booths, pretty much. The booths, yeah. He'll he'll sit on the opposite side. Um, when did you um, and Aubrey make it? It's a long shadow. And believe it or not, we only got here like, I don't know, half a day ago. Uh, mm. It took like an hour after entering the city and Auburn had already, well, you see what's going on. Yeah, well, I only met her once, but I, I did hear she worshipped Caden, so it's to be expected, isn't it? Yeah, well, this is like the fifth time she's telling this story, so... <laughs> Uh, reminds me of the barracks days. Soldiers telling the same story. Um, did you send out a group of rangers earlier today? By uh, chance? Some no. scouts? Uh, I mean, we we came in with about a dozen or so. It's about all we could spare. Um, I mean, we didn't send anybody out. Why? You find uh, some? Yeah, out, out, while we were out and about, we we saw a troop of scouts, and uh, we're just curious what, uh, what they were doing. No, I mean, you said not you... to my knowledge, uh, unless Cobb sent out another group and he didn't tell me, which, I mean, is totally possible. But You said there was a dozen with you when you got here. Uh, Something like that, yeah. I mean, if you include Auburn and me, there's a dozen. Oh. Include Auburn, you, and Cobb? Uh, no, Cobb stayed behind. Somebody had to stay behind to kind of manage the structure, but he chose some of the more able-bodied of us and uh, sent us along as sort of a strike team, I guess. All right. Well, that's, that's good to know. It's nice to to have you back. Hopefully you, well, hopefully you had a safe travel all the way here and um, are ready to help defend and leave under the siege. Yeah, well... We'll see how it goes. I'm more used to defending the forest, but we'll see if I can't figure out how to get my way around these streets. Well, I'm sure you'll dole out misery all the same. That's the plan. And he'll order a drink as a barmaid walks by, if at all, during this time. Yep. And they'll just, you know, banter and talk. He got the important information, and he doesn't want to let it slip yet, but I think that clearly implies that all the rangers might be dead. Okay. Yeah. Just I mean, you see, to... you see other rangers in this pub. Really? Yeah. So there's there are because otherwise the numbers were working out exactly perfect. That nine rangers are missing and nine rangers are dead. Yeah, no, like some of the rangers are in here. Like Sirio and Aubrey and some of the rangers are in here. Like what Sirio is basically saying is like we didn't send anybody out. So that's weird. That's that makes it make less sense. Yeah, 
uh, Jessup will grab a drink or so and just kind of sit around, just kind of take some sips, but um, kind of let the mayor and obviously Kieran do his thing. And then after a little bit, then Jessup will approach the mayor, who's probably inebriated, to mingle. Yep, yep. You can approach the mayor. Are you each kind of approaching the mayor individually, or are the three of you going to kind of go up? What is Hersk going with Jessup and Kieran? Or... Yeah, that's what he assumed, but okay. unless Jessup wants him to hang back. I can hang back and stretch. It's your call. Oh, no, Jessup. So, yeah, Jessup's just going to, he might lean into Hersk and be like, hey, keep an eye on things. I'm going to I'm gonna go kind of chat with the mayor, see if I can get some information all incognito-like, if you know what I mean. Hersk will just overly exaggerate, like hunch his shoulders, squint his eyes, and kind of like look around. <laughs> Good. Good, good. Nobody will notice anything. <laughs> so Jessup kind of walks up with a, a tankard in his hand and walks up near the mayor. Um, I see him coming behind him. He kind of grabs him on the shoulder, just kind of like spills some of his drink. And Jessup's like, oh, hey there, mayor. Hey, I had a couple of victory beverages. Ah, How are the you? best kind of beverages. Yeah. Uh, so where are the uh, your three... You know, comrades and arms, I don't see them. Are they out trying to get the uh, the well done? You know what? I uh, I have no. no idea where they are. And to be they're honest, I couldn't usually, care less. They're usually here with you, right? Normally, yeah, yeah. I mean, the past, like, month, they've been super clingy. Like you wouldn't believe. I couldn't go anywhere without them following me around. Uh, no, I was married once uh, until she passed them. Tell you, clingy, clingy. If that's what it's like. Then I'm, I'm fine. But uh, yeah, I don't know where they are. But uh, I am very happy to finally have some time to myself. I know what you mean. Speaking of which, Jessup needs to have some time to himself in the house. If you know what I mean. I'll see you. <laughs> And oh, just okay. kind of like pretend to stumble out of the way. That's that's a very good drunk. He will roll a bluff to pretend to be hammered. Ooh, yeah! Me. And then he will go back over to Hursk. Okay. Kind of whisper to him, Hey, I, uh, I need your help outside. And he'll boost okay. down and walk outside. Okay. First, go follow. Karen, what are you doing? He's drinking. He's already plopped down some gold to buy drinks for people who are at the bar. And he is, you know, basically just mingling, like, uh, you know, talking to people around, listening to Auburn's stories. I don't think he's necessarily doing anything specific. He's just, he is fully engaging in the revelry. Okay. Yeah. You're just partying it up as uh, Jessup and Hersk kind of go off on their own for their conversation. You guys can talk what you want to talk about. So, yeah, Jessup will get outside and uh, kind of look at Hersk and be like, oh man, I'm getting a little tired. I might go back to the uh, home homestead. Care to join me? Uh, sure. That sounded weirder than it meant to be. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I assumed what you meant. Uh, uh, Joseph kind of like does the whole weird blush thing. Like, ah, oh, that was... I'm tired of pretending to be drunk. Let's get out of here. 
So I'm okay. assuming after time passed, we get to the thing, and uh, he's like, you know, I had a funny feeling ever since, uh, you know, we found out that there was some issues going on with some saboteurs that uh, potentially, you know, one or so of the advisors might have been uh, problematic, but uh, I mean, it's such a coincidence that we fought three doppelgangers and there were three advisors and now the mayor's telling me that those guys have been glued to his hip for the past month or so and they weren't there at the bar. I wonder where they could be. It's really suspicious, yeah. No, but really, I wonder if... Oh, I think the three of them might have been the three that we ran into. Well, yeah, I just wonder are the, are the three advisors really still alive or what? I mean, every time we went to the mayor's office, they, we saw him attached to the hip. So I guess if we can go meet him tomorrow morning and they're not there, we can probably safely assume. But again, that doesn't necessarily mean that there's potentially not more of them. But uh, I figured you and I in the morning, if you want to go and uh, play the mayor a, a visit. That's probably a good idea. See if the advisors are there. If not, yeah, I think it's safe to assume something's happened to them. All right. Well, if that's the case, the mayor, you know, who knows if there's still more Doppelganger is in town. May have to keep a close eye on the mayor. You know, he's going to help us bolster the uh, civilians here for the war. Yeah. I'll have to keep an eye on him. Well, I'm a little pooped. I'm probably going to take a rest, but... Uh, I don't yeah. know if you want, but uh, I'm a little suspicious right now with everything. I think I'm going to hit myself with a keep watch spell. So rest spell, I'll be up all night. You, uh, I was just going to ask. Sleep? Yeah, yeah, I, yeah, that'd be great. It's all been right. it's been a long couple of days. Okay. Just steps up to the enemy the whole time. He's going to murder me in my sleep. <laughs> yes, I was, jokes on you. I was Malthoony. <laughs> I was Malthoony the whole time. So Jessup will use uh, charge of keep watch, and I'm assuming they'll stay like they did in the homestead, and then Jessup yeah. will probably not sleep, but just kind of sit back. Murder first. Okay. No. <laughs> so is just Jessup is staying up, not both of you, or? Correct. Okay. Yeah, is, her, is her sleeping then? Yeah. How do you coup de gras? Ah! <laughs> <laughs> what action? What, is that a full, it's a full round action? It does provoke though, right? Okay. <laughs> No. So um okay, so Jessup and Hersk are gonna head back. Hersk is gonna oh use keep watch to make sure that he's awake all night. Are you like staying awake in your bed or are you going by like your living room and setting a fire and like staying by the cozy <laughs> fire or Yeah, just, I mean Jessup I mean yeah, he'll probably just keep a fire stoked and uh, just kinda okay. maybe drink some tea and yep. stuff. Just you know staying awake but obviously not doing yeah. uh, anything extensive to He doesn't have a fireplace though. He's, he's literally building a campfire in the middle of his. Yeah, in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> he's in his. He's in his really luxurious, cozy like couch, but with a fire. Fire. He's just fire created a fire because that's how it works. Um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then Hurst goes up to his room and sleeps. Uh, Gideon and Kieran, you gonna stay and, and party a bit and then head back to your places, or is there something else that you wanted to do? He takes. Uh, Gideon is just gonna stay for a single drink and then he's gonna take it right off. Okay. Yep. And you're heading. Yeah. To the uh, mayor's residence to sleep. To where he'll, yeah. he'll then commune. He parts uh, with some religious greeting or parting as he leaves. Uh, what's his face? Okay. Whatever. Some kind of rose and then just goes on his way. And then he'll pray Okay. before he goes to bed. And Kieran, anything special with you? 
uh, so Kieran stays and he's drinking and he's, you know, having a good time. And uh, I imagine that he gets into conversation with somebody at the bar and they are talking. And this person starts to ask Kieran about, you know, family. Does he have family? And um, I think Kieran's mood starts to come down a little bit as he, you know, talks about family and after that he doesn't stay for very much longer I think at this point he's probably buzzed but he's not drunk not like he was before so he will he'll head back to the room that he has at the inn so he's not staying with the mayor this time he's staying at his room and he goes into his room and um, he has like a, a light by his bed and he gets ready for bed and he lays down and he pulls out a letter from his his coat that he he wears and he looks at it for a while and he kind of holds it up and he stares at it and he you know he's turning it over in his hands and he sees the wax seal which matches the emblem on his ring and after a while he puts it back in his coat pocket and then he blows out the light and falls asleep Okay. You all retire to your respective rooms and go to sleep, except for Jessup, who stays in uh, by his couch with his fire pit. Um, the night comes. Everyone roll me a perception check with a minus 10 penalty, except for Jessup, who is not asleep. Pin. Once again, I thought I rolled <laughs> a natural 20. But I was like, I don't even think I can get a 30. What is my natural 20, I said? Oh, wait, 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 wait. You're going to want me to reroll. I forgot to take all my buffs off from the combat. Yeah, get those freaking buffs those out of there. filthy buffs out of there. <laughs> I don't have Stop any that. buffs from combat. You would still have heroism, possibly, depending on what time this check is. This is like oh. midnight. Yeah, then you probably then you won't. Yeah, nothing that's not hours per level is gonna be. I mean, it only dropped it by like two. But oh, you, do you want me to re-roll or? Oh, oh how am I awake and get yes. probably the worst? Oh yes, this is good. All right, there you go. Now, okay, to so, be fair, I got a twenty-three. So twenty-three for Gideon, a two for Kieran. A sorry, that already has. Oh, that has. Yeah, the, it's a okay, minus so five, twenty-three yeah, so for Gideon, a uh, twelve for Kieran. 12 for Jessup, and then a 16 for Hursk. None of you hear anything? Well, is Jessup's a 12 or a 2? He, he's, oh, no, not asleep. Wasn't minus 10 he's not asleep. He's not right. asleep. So yeah, the night comes. Why do you want to make it even worse? I didn't even hear anything. And <laughs> you all wake up the next morning ready to continue your efforts to defend the town or verify whether there are any more saboteurs left in town and that is where we will start it next week <laughs>